Give it up. Come on, let's see those jazz hands. We are live. Come on, Walter. Jazz it up, baby. Oh, look at that. Walter's getting real jazzy with it. Um, okay, we are live. We are live. I hope you got your Friday big girl panties on. Those are the special ones. Those are the special fur line Friday panties. Because <laughs> it's on tonight. It's on tonight. We might have a special guest here. So please, everyone, smash those thumbs. Thank you. Share this video. Walter, yeah, you are special, but you're the other kind of special. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, okay. You're 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 both specials. Walter. Here we go. Here we go. That's right. Here's here, that. Man. Oh. Oh, there we go. Oh, he's <laughs> using uh, using Spencer's move on me. This is episode 327 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast. Our subject tonight, uh, Democratic president. Will a Democratic president use the national emergency for gun control? Won't is work. that possible? Can it happen? Nancy Pelosi says, oh, if Trump does uh, national emergency to pay for the wall, then it's also possible that a president in the future a Democrat, obviously, a liberal commie socialist, you know, could use that. So we're going to have that discussion, as well as the fact that Trump says he's going to declare a national emergency. Did you see that, Walter? He already, already did. He says he's going to do it. So I, he had a speech. He says he's going to do it. Then I think okay. the Dems are going to go sue him. Oh, it's going to go all kinds of different. Try to block it. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. not all immediate. Yeah. And I, Everybody who don't know, the Dems are the one who actually made this national emergency thing. Right, back, right. Back in the back in the seventies five or seventy six, because they thought they were going to be in power forever after sure. um, after Nixon, and mm-hmm. then there was a person called Jimmy Carter, mm-hmm. and that kind of took care of that dream real quick. So yeah. Anyways. Yeah, and then I think like someone saying it in the chat that Nevada, they just signed what was it a um, a background check, background check or something like that. Just got signed in Nevada. So, um, yeah, lots of different things going on here. So we're going to talk about all that stuff. Hope you guys get settled in. Like I said, please do smash the thumbs, share this. If you're um, not subscribed to the Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded, that's what channel this is on. Please do subscribe. Ring the bell. Very, very important. So you can catch all these podcasts as we go live, even if you're watching it later, because it it stays up on YouTube and then you guys can play it to your heart's content. Yes, you can play it forever. Plus, we rip out audio, and that goes up on iTunes and a whole bunch of other places that you can get iTunes. And people listen to that all over the world. Uh Uh-oh. Somebody just invaded. Oh, look at that guy, right? Oh, he's doing jazz hands, too. Um, I don't recognize this guy. I don't know. Hey, what's up, man? Some old guy came on. All I got to do is get rid of this, man, and I'll look 10 years younger. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, let me see. I'm going to try to bump up your audio a little bit. Yeah, so this is... Military Arms Channel. I got the earbuds on, so hopefully everything's good. They they work everywhere else, man. Yeah. So what's up? What's going on with you? Oh man, just you know, busy, busy, busy. I was just down in Florida. Got to meet yeah. up with you. And yeah. uh, is it okay if I tell everybody what you did for for Jason? Sure, absolutely. So, Jason's a good guy. <laughs> so, so Jason, the cameraman, is is uh, is a big car guy, and uh, I, I am too. But you know, I, I had to get rid of my hot rod. Yeah, I know. It's pretty it's really powerful too. This big, you know, filthy rich YouTuber. I had to sell my hot rod. Um anyway, <laughs> so I'm a former car guy, hope to be one again before I die of old age. But Jason, you know, just got his uh, new Camaro and everything, but he has always been envious of that beautiful car of yours. And uh Hank and, and Jason 
uh, left the hotel room. I figured Jason was just going to go down and, and check out the car. And uh, Hank let Jason drive the car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He drove it, too. <laughs> does, huh? everybody, does everybody know what the car is? Uh, you can tell them. Okay. I think some people know. Okay. It's a it's an Audi R8. It's a, a true supercar. It's, yes. It's, yeah. V10 plus. Yeah. So it's over 600, 600 horsepower. I've seen them in pictures. I, I right. should have downstairs and I could have driven the car and Jason could have just stood on the curb and watched. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that, that, that made the whole trip. And see, we went down there, not only right after that, dude, that was, I think that was Jason's luckiest weekend. Really? Because he got to, he got to drive the R8 and then we went out and we went, um, we did some pig hunting and I, I, I capped this huge boar, right? I'm like gloating. I nailed this mm-hmm. massive boar. And I said, you know, Jason, I'm I'm done, man. I've I've had a blast. You know, he gets to film me having all the fun all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a tough job, brother. Here's my helmet. Here's my nods. You know, the thermal equipped rifle. Go pop a pig and have a good time. He steps out of the cart, takes an e pow, drops the biggest boar that's ever been harvested (laughs) farm, and it has cutters that are this big. And if you don't know anything about boars, wild boars, that is freaking ginormous. And What's the, the cutter like? The tusk or something? Yeah. Like, yeah so yeah. they have wetters and cutters. The wetters are the top teeth that curl up, and then the cutters are the ones that kind of curl back. So like when when people do cartoons, like the uh, the new black collar uh, pork sword. Have you seen that? No. All over the Instagram. It's uh, a new company started up by Jeremy from T Tag. Anyway, so but like he has a, a cartoonish pig, and they always you know exaggerate how big the cutters are. Right. Um. Anyway, so it had these cartoonishly large cutters, but the pig was like eight or nine years old, and its wetters, the smaller teeth on top, had fallen off. But usually, uh, they're nasty mean, and they hunt you too, uh, depending on where. They're saying that they're not as aggressive down in Florida, but I'm used to hunting them in Texas, where they'll, they'll come around and hunt you too, so it's kind of a two-way hunt. But anyway, mm-hmm. they'll snap those teeth together as a threatening gesture, but also presumably it sharpens the uh, the cutters. And I've seen them gore dogs and all sorts of stuff, man. You, they're... Uh, they can be pretty nasty animals, especially when they're over 200 pounds. And this thing was. Wow. Yeah, that was fun, man. Down in your home so, state. What a blast, man. I yeah. So it. let me, this is the important question. When Jason dropped that thing, did you, because you gave him your equipment, yeah. did you properly handle the camera and get footage of that? I did. And he did not properly handle the thermal. So we didn't get gun sight camera footage. But me, uh-huh. Uh-huh. in charge of the camera, <laughs> And I did get video of him taking the shot, but oh sweet, uh, he didn't reset. And he didn't know it's not his fault. I should have actually reset the thermal. The thermal um, we use Pulsar XP fifties. Okay. And, um, uh, actually, copper sells them, and so uh, we we took a couple from the store. And um, and he didn't know because he's not as familiar with it as I am to reset the shot detection. So after you fire a shot, it detects the recoil, and then it's constantly looping. It saves the last fifteen seconds. And then continues recording on until you tell it to stop. I just didn't reset it, so I, I take the blame for that one. Okay, but that's awesome though, man. Uh, Jason's a good guy, by the way. Congratulations on finding like a cool dude to work with and help Thanks. you keep the videos going. Because I know people out there, man, you know they need these videos from you. <laughs> I don't know how much they need them. But anyway, Jason, you know what's funny is Jason's been with the channel for um, for five years. So for I mean, he just came on board. So because of our Patreon support. Um, you know, we're able to, to bring him on and he used to be a nurse and he hated his life, man. He, he, you, could, you probably couldn't tell from, from meeting him, but he's not a real people person. He's kind of shy and 
you know, just wants to be alone, you know, which is kind of mm-hmm. funny about a lot of social media folks, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I'm, if, if I go into a crowded room, I am not the life of the party. I'm the guy sitting in the corner talking to nobody, right? Yeah. Same, same kind of guy. Yeah, I'm um, very introverted in case you know that. I'm very yeah, introverted. I mean, most social media people are. I mean, mm-hmm. one, one of the craziest things, I totally lost sight of what we were originally talking about, by the way, but one of the guys that, that um, a lot of people will know, say Matt Best from Black Rifle Coffee Company, mm-hmm. you know, he's like this funny, outgoing really crazy dude on on camera when you meet matt he's the most reserved person you would ever meet how can a dude i mean i've I've seen matt put on high heels and stockings yeah yeah but yeah i believe it i believe it it. you know yeah not that that crazy rowdy like what you would imagine him to be and that's what's kind of funny about you know um social media folks i don't know where i was going with um with with jason yeah out there oh he's been with the been with us for five years um and we finally got him to uh to be able to come over and be a full-time cameraman and so he donated over four years of his time working as a nurse and then when he wasn't working volunteering time to be the cameraman at mac and um so we've oh. been friends for a long time and okay and- cool i've never met him before though i think that's the first time i met him yeah and he says the first time yeah. i met you and, and uh, yeah i think i called him something else I, I couldn't remember what his name was i can't remember what i called him i i, I forget his name and say hey you sometimes yeah <laughs> i called him jack or something whatever <laughs> after he up a different off. name every other time you meet him like yeah hey, what's up jake what's up jack what's up no Jake? he's a good guy it's always good to meet car guys i think just like gun guys like to share their guns you know there's car guys out there that like to share their cars these are material things um you know i enjoy sharing things with people so i'm happy that he you know that, that was a good thing for him. That, that was huge. I can't believe you let him drive it. He came back. I mean, I, you don't see Jason, like, grinning to the point where it looks like his face hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait. Like, Dude, I drove an R8. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if nothing else happens, this is the best trip ever. Awesome. Awesome. Until someone lets him drive a Ferrari or Lamborghini or something like that. I don't think it'll change anything. Yeah. He has a thing for the R8. He's talked about it before. So okay. What are you talking about tonight? What's oh well, about? first of all, I, have you ever met Walter from Safety yeah, Harbor Farms? Right. Yeah, we yeah. met. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Good. Just wanted to make sure of that. This is Mac Military Arms Channel. I call him Mac. Everybody, everybody calls me Mac. My family, yeah. Mac, at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's the you know that's the best thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we go ahead. No, no. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I was saying, we, we've got a whole bunch of people out there, so shout-outs. Everyone's shouting you out right now. I know there's a few people that said you're a little quiet. I turned your microphone up as much as I could, so hopefully I people... I'm using an iPad, so I don't know if I have any controls here. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, but I think, I think you know, if folks out there can let us know. Uh, we okay. were talking about how Nancy, Nancy Pelosi, I think yesterday, so, um, I think Sam from Forge from Freedom uh, said that you posted something about... Uh, Nancy Pelosi said that Democrats could also use the uh, national emergency to create gun control. Yep. What a dumb thing to say. Yeah. No, they can't. Yeah, they could. Yeah, they can't. They can't, but they will try. Yeah, they they can. But I'm pretty sure the Secret Service right now is working overtime with all the threats she's probably receiving for having said that, Um, you know, the. There's there's plenty of people out there that that take that deadly serious, mm-hmm. and uh, probably were calling her office like, if you do that, we'll lynch you. And then of course the Secret Service is now involved. So 
I'm pretty sure she realized the folly of her stupidity. Yeah. Well, here's the go ahead, go ahead, Walter. I think no, Walter's no, it's it's tit for tat now. It's like, well, you say this, I'm going to say that. You say this, I'm going to say that. It's like you know, it's like grade school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. How can she? How can she put together the, uh, the you know Trump building a wall, right, and border security with uh, gun control? Those are completely different things. You know, um, there's guns are in the Second Amendment, you know. Just all right you got to do is arms. just say just say her to her fast and furious. Fast and furious. Fast and furious, baby. Yeah. Fast and furious. Right. Did we lose Mac? I know we lost his uh, camera. No, no. Sorry, man. Oh, I, I'm just I'm trying to adjust my audio settings. Oh, OK. Yeah. So I don't know how she puts those two together. It's really ridiculous. But um and they could try it. And I also think this. I think that one of the problems that we're having now, you and I have talked about it before. I think it's probably been some time since we did like a live show. But we talk about this. Um, people are asleep right now. A lot of gun guys in America are asleep. A lot of people who say they believe in the Second Amendment, all that stuff. They're sleeping. They're not really super worried because Trump's in the White House. Something needs to happen to wake people up, though. Um, so did he freeze? Is he frozen? He looks frozen. I don't know. Yeah. He's messing around with everything. We'll probably get him back here in a second. Yeah. Um, L228 says, uh, how we the people declare national emergency on dumb politicians. Um, Okay, looks like Mac is going to drop on and try to come back in. Um, Bragmo says, if a Democratic president did do that, would it eventually benefit the 2A? No, Uh, what will happen will be a revolution. Yeah, that's 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 probably if you, what if you, you want to see something that's going to cause all hell to break loose. There we go. That'll be yeah. it. Yeah. Call a national emergency and say that we're taking your guns from you. OK, watch Is what happens. Better? Watch yeah, what happens. Yeah. Um, Is audio better now? Yeah. Uh, are you hearing Mac any louder out there? Any better, Walter? Yeah. Am I, am I doing um, any better? It's about the same. I, I was hearing you fine before, though. So. Yeah, I'm hearing you fine. I don't know if people still have problems. It looks like people can hear you. Don't worry about it. Turn up the volume on your thing for crying. His beard is getting in the way. It's like a muffler now for. Yeah. It's like a suppressor for his, his mouth, <laughs> which is probably, I don't know, probably a good thing. Yeah, I know, right? Because there's one, there's a reason why I don't do a whole lot of live streams. It's because I tend to get riled up, and then I start saying things I should probably edit out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, there we go. I think I just wait. I just dialed it down. Okay, you should be good now. I just okay. dialed you up a little bit so people can hear you a little bit louder. So right. I dialed you up on my end. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think? So we were just talking about what would really happen in America. If let's say a, a Democrat got in the White House, the pendulum swings back and forward and they tried that. What do you think would happen? I think there'd be pockets of resistance. Um, if I mean, it depends on what, 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 what you say, what they do. So if they declare a national emergency and for, you know, gun violence, which is stupid to say because guns are incapable of violence, they're inanimate objects. But, you know, we'll call it gun violence because that's what they want to call it. So they want to declare a national emergency for gun violence. Well, what are they going to do? Are, are they going to go around and kick in everybody's door and confiscate firearms? Well, you've just started the second American Civil War. Yes, I mean, you have. You, mm-hmm. that, that will go over like a, turn and a punch bowl. I can't see. I can't see. There will be some law enforcement types that will do that. But most of them are realized that they'll lose in the end. Because there's, yeah. there's a drastically small number of law enforcement vo- versus armed civilians. 
And I'll and, tell you right now, I mean, I'm friends with a lot of local police um, from several different jurisdictions. And of course, you guys know I have a gun store too, and, and they buy from us all the time. And I'm going to tell you right now, I would say the vast majority of the police officers that I interact with are staunch constitutionalists, and they stand with us. Right. Um, so there'll be a lot of guys that literally won't show up for work. Uh, I, I know if I, if I wore a badge and they said, hey, today we're going to go in and kick in these doors and under what cause? Well, there's been a national wanna... emergency declared. Uh, no, thank you. Um, I'm going your, home with my family. Yeah. Your, your life would – I'm not saying – I will say it positively, but your odds of dying would substantially increase if they started doing that. <laughs> because I just eventually... hope it doesn't come to that because honestly – you know, and, and what's really disturbing to me is like well, I made a post about it on Instagram. You know, a lot of guys are like, yeah, let's just kick this off. Let's do it. I'm, I'm anxious for a civil war. Oh, man. The people that say that, I don't think truly understand at all levels how awful that really is. Right. right. Your next door neighbor that you used to have hot dogs with and, you know, watch football with may be on the opposite side of the argument. And now you're trying to kill each other. Your children may get killed. Your house may be burned and you're, it's, it's not a pretty thing. And at the end of the day, there's no guarantee that we'll even have a constitution at the end of the whole thing. It yeah. could be destroyed. The wrong people could gain power through military coup or whatever. Right, it's, right. it's not well, something you hope for. It's something yeah. you try to avoid. Yeah. Also, people think it's easy to look down sights and pull the trigger on a human being. It's not as easy as it is with bravado or because you look at a lot of movies, you think it is. That's something, true. I think, something really serious. I think a lot of the folks that say they're itching for a civil war probably have never experienced war. And I, I think that um, on the other side of the coin, though, we've been at war for 15 years and we have an awful lot of military veterans. And most of which I assume are on our side of the argument. Uh. And they're not, you know, they don't get rattled when they got they get shot at and looking down those sites they've already done. So, mm. you know. All, all these things need to be taken into account when you start talking about things like civil war and it needs to be avoided. Um, take, a, take a look at like my home state of Kansas, for example. When I lived there, no NFA items, no short barrel shotguns, no machine guns, no silencers, no concealed carry. Here we are. And that was that would have been in the mid 1980s. Fast forward to 2019. They're a constitutional carry state. They have NFA items. You know what I mean? So we're seeing more and more states passing constitutional carry. We're seeing um, all 50 states now have some sort of carry where 20 years ago, a fraction of the states did. So right. we can't affect change through the system. We have to be patient and we can't constantly threaten violence. But that's not to say there isn't a time for violence. And that's why the Second Amendment was put into place. And, and if you take a look at the Bundy Ranch, when yes. the government overstepped its authority and threatened, right, mm -hmm. the Second Amendment was invoked. Americans said, nope, we're drawing the line right here. Patriots streamed down there and there was a standoff and the government rightly backed down and that was the end of it. And that is a perfect example, a modern example of the Second Amendment serving its intended purpose. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what's here's the crate. There's some kind of crazy irony going on that, um, you know, that Trump wants to do something to to uh, secure the border. Right. We definitely have a, a border issue. We we're talking about that you know, um, when you dropped out and came back in and there's people that are being killed. There's all, there's drugs, all kinds of fentanyl, you know, we, there was so much fentanyl that came in. What was it, Walter? I think it could kill, 
Um, I think it was millions of people that this fentanyl could, there's all this stuff going on. And then, and then Nancy Pelosi says, yeah, that thing is equal to this thing. You know, how, how does that happen? How come constitutionally protected right is the same thing as illegal drugs and illegal immigration and, um, you know, crime that crosses the border. Uh, No, not the same thing. So we're saying if you want to declare a national emergency to stop, you know, uh, an influx of you know human trafficking and drugs and all the other stuff that comes across our southern borders. I've been to the southern states. I've been to those border towns inside what I call the DMZ, where you have an area where there's checkpoints that you have to go through, and they're looking for drugs and you know human trafficking and mm-hmm. and, and you know illegal immigrants. Uh, there's people down there. They they tell you carry a gun because crime is ridiculous here because of all the illegal immigration going on. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is a problem. And that's like you said, it's a completely different issue than people exercising their constitutionally protected rights. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that we need to do something about. I think me personally, I think more than building a wall, there's a lot of things that we need to do with immigration yeah. to just make that one line. There's a whole bunch of different immigration lines. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. But I don't think we can compare that to the other things. If you look at the amount of kids that are aborted every year in America, that's more of a national emergency. Then obviously there's horrible thing. can of worms. <laughs> yeah, there's well, <laughs> I know there's some people there's some people who don't want to hear about that, regardless of where, where you think about it though. That yeah. happens. That happens. That's us oh, yeah. doing that's mothers doing that to their own uh, potential babies. And then we even we have situations now where they're like, that baby could be born and you could still abort them. Yeah. So well, I, I think they're completely different that things. Aren't, that aren't firearms related. But um, I agree. That's that there, there's so much hypocrisy uh, on the other side of the aisle. Now, when I say the other side of the aisle, I'm neither Republican or Democrat. I hate them both equally because Republicans have done more damage to my Second Amendment rights that I, I love so much than the Democrats have. And it's not for a lack of trying on the Democrats' part, mind right. you. It's just that um, gun owners go to sleep when there's a Republican in office and pretend like that Republican's going to protect their rights. And every single time that Republican screws us, Bush yeah. 41 did, President Reagan did, Trump did. Um, you know, but when a we, Democrat's We got office, that yesterday, owners, man. Yeah. Well, when a Democrat's in office, though, gun owners spring to life and they have rallies and they protest and they write letters. But, um, you know, both parties, neither one of them are friends. They're both drunk on power. They will do anything they have to to keep power. Every single one of them lies on the campaign trail. And I'm sick of it. I don't I I despise politicians more than any other creature on the planet. Yeah. Um, So here's here's something that um, I put up yesterday. I'm sure you saw this because it was all over the news. Right. Five Republicans um, are joining with Pelosi to promote a national gun registry. Peter King from New York, Brian Fitzpatrick uh, from Pennsylvania, Fred Upton, Michigan, Chris Smith, New Jersey, and Brian Mast, Florida. Republicans. Gun oh, registry. Republicans. Well, look yeah. what happened after Vegas. It was right there um, in Florida. Um, the Carbello, he introduced a bump stock ban bill. And he was a Florida Republican. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he didn't win re-election. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, um, we need more. More of those people should not win re-election. And actually, there's there's uh, there's someone trying to push forward a bill to overturn that gun control bill that we have here in Florida. But it's not really getting any traction. We have to keep no. and there's Republicans blocking it. 
Yeah, and here's the sad thing about Florida, man. I never thought I'd see the day where the gunshine state turned to what it's turning to, where it's passing anti-gun laws. Because keep in mind, in the 80s and the early 90s, Florida led the way in what was considered a radical idea in issuing permits to anybody that applied. It became a shall-issue state. It was going to be the Wild West. Yep, that's what they said. But Florida was, was, was dealing with an insanely high violent crime rate. And they tried everything, and then finally they said, well, let's do something completely crazy. Let's give citizens guns. Let's let them exercise their Second Amendment rights. Let's give them concealed carry. And boom, overnight, the crime statistics plummeted. And all the other states looked at that and said, huh, let's give that a try. And in every single instance, it lowered crime in that state where concealed carry was passed. So at one point, Florida led the way in, in the, pr the preservation of our Second Amendment rights and the promotion of our Second Amendment rights. And now here we are in 2019, and Florida's passing anti-gun bill after anti-gun bill. But keep in mind, Florida has something that's attracting the, the, the anti-gunners and the socialists and the communists from places like New York and California. You know what that is? Warm weather. Warm less weather taxes. And, no, and less taxes, no income tax. And, yeah. that, and the irony of that, they're, they're all flocking there to retire and they're bringing their far left socialist communist ideas with them. And the, the irony in that is, is that the states they're fleeing, they voted for those high taxes. They wanted them. They thought that was a solution. Then they flee the state, go to Florida, and they vote the crap right back in and screw Florida up. Yeah. So well, yeah, that's what most of them do. Some some of them do like I'm a transplant from New Jersey and before that we were in New York. But I came to Florida because I was able to have gun rights here. Right. And I think there are people, a lot of people like that out there. Maybe they're caught up in things, but they need to wake up and actually start voting before you lose that. That's what created the problems in all the places that you're trying to get away from. Yeah. Well, that's what's what going on in those places. I mean, mm -hmm. how many, how many, how many emails do you get? I mean, this is kind of a rhetorical question, but how many emails do you get a month where somebody says, "Hey, Hank, can you talk about uh, this bill that's in my state that's that's up, you know, for for a vote? Can you say something and help us out?" And you know, I get those types of emails regularly, and I tell folks, it's like, man, I can't keep track of what's going on in all fifty states. It's hard enough for me to keep track of what's going on at the federal level and the Indiana level where I live. You know, I have a hard time. So what I recommend to people is like, don't don't necessarily look to us to be you know, the cheerleaders for all these, you know, uh, defensive measures at the state level, because otherwise, you know, our channels would become strictly political channels. Yeah. You have you have to step up and organize yourself. You know, you have to join local state organizations <laughs> and it's education, man. You know, you have to get into um in, 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 into politics and get other people into politics and hold rallies and go to schools and talk to the, the principals and stuff like here in Indiana, uh, we've been working with the local, with a, a national group, but with our local schools to get uh, sporting clays and skeet shooting introduced at, into the curriculum. And it's actually working. And, and that's us starting to bring back our culture and traditions to our schools, because for the last couple of decades, you know, when I grew up, we had a, a firing range in my high school. It was shut down. I think they shut it down in the late 60s. But there was a time when marksmanship was actually taught at mm -hmm. school, you mm -hmm. know, and then it went became taboo. And now it's really taboo, but it shouldn't be. If you ask me, it's highly irresponsible for a, a school not to teach basic firearm safety to students because there are more guns in this country than there are people. They'll teach yeah. you how to put a condom on a banana 
in the eighth grade, but they won't teach you how to safely clear a firearm or what to do if you encounter a firearm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, exactly. It's, it's total insanity. Yeah, that's it. OK, listen, I'm just going to do this. Uh, someone's asking me to get you to put the other earpiece in to see if that makes the audio any the, use both of them. Oh, you have both of them in. Right. OK. Yeah, so there you go. He has both of them in for anyone who's wondering about that. Yeah. Um, I think that if the, if we did teach, if it's just like here in Florida, I think if you're anywhere where there's water, a lot of water, you need to teach the kids how to swim. Right. Because exactly. they're highly they're highly likely to come across water. You don't you don't want them to drown. People have pools, all that kind of stuff. I think it's the same thing with guns. People think, oh, that's going to make all these kids. All they're going to be about is guns. It's going to make them do more stuff. No, it's going to, one, make them realize how dangerous and destructive they are and what to do to, to safely deal with those things and, and how to avoid how to avoid those things. If they see someone's messing around with something, you've got to teach people about things. It's what we're doing with driving, sex education and all those things. We have to do it when it comes to guns. There's no way to avoid it. Right. It needs to be part of the, the classroom cu curriculum. It needs to start at least at the high school level and and then, and bring in, you know, certified instructors to teach basic firearm safety. And and that's a win-win on twofold. First of all, it serves a purpose. It gets children educated so it reduces the number of accidental deaths. And secondly, it continues the tradition of, you know, firearms ownership, which is a very important tradition for Americans. Yeah, it's it's incredibly important, man. I don't think we look. There's certain people like Lola's brothers in Maryland, and he came to visit us. He knows what I do. He's watched the videos. He tells me that his he's got friends that are into guns and stuff like that. And I was trying to show him a gun, and the first thing I wanted to show him is how to make that gun an inert object, mm -hmm. right? To how to clear it, make sure it's safe. That's what I was trying to show him. He did not want to see that. Like the idea, he couldn't touch it. He was so brainwashed. Oh, like, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I don't, I can't, I don't want to touch it. So then I just like, okay, fine. I backed off because <laughs> there's so much programming inside of him that he just thinks that if he touches that thing, it's going to explode and kill him and, and do whatever it is. And that's one of the biggest problems that we have when it comes to guns. That you're absolutely right, man. You, you struck a chord there because people fear what they don't understand right people fear things that they they have no experience with if, if you talk to you know somebody that that handles dangerous venomous snakes for a hobby right if you put a rattlesnake in front of me i'm gonna kill it that's my first reaction it's like i'm scared of the thing i'm gonna dispatch it right mm -hmm. yeah but i probably would scream like a girl and run away run yeah. away right but but you get somebody that's experienced with those snakes uh -huh. right that, that does it for a hobby or professionally at a zoo or something. And they're going to say, no, 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 look, just grab it by the tail, drag it out. It can't possibly bite you. Press it, set down with a stick, right? There's a rational way to deal with it. Yeah. Um, the, the same thing with a firearm. Everybody is programmed by the mainstream media to think that they're these death machines and they're just going to kill everything in the room and you should never touch one. When in reality, if you take somebody out that's never fired a gun before and they fire it, I have never, ever, ever had somebody shoot a gun for the first time in my presence and go, oh, my God, that sucked. <laughs> mm -hmm. They smile from ear to ear and go, that was amazing. Yeah, you know, absolutely. All it takes is basic education. And that falls on all of us to do. Yeah. All of us. I think so. But ignorance, politicians want us to stay ignorant. Absolutely. About everything. About every They want us to stay ignorant. Immigration is one of those things that I think. 
you know, they want us to stay uh, ignorant about. Right. Because I, if, if we started looking at it and realizing, wait a second, you know, there's all these different ways. Like, you know, you've got the did we stop dry foot, wet foot. I can't even remember if we stopped that or not. But, you know, remember dry foot, wet foot. If you're from Cuba, you touch the sand. That's it. You're good. No one can. No one oh, could yeah. uh, deport you from America. There's all these kinds of crazy things that happen and we have to somehow settle that out. You know, it's like, um, I don't know. You're not into rap music. I'm sure Walter's not into it either. <laughs> but there was this thing in the news. Are you about- judging me? Are you judging me, Hank? <laughs> yes, a little bit. A little bit. You'd be surprised but- when I listen to my playlist. You'll die laughing. But OK. Have you ever heard of 21 Savage? Did you hear about the oh, yeah, I know about the whole story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About him, oh. about his immigration issues and being a, oh, okay. you know, born in England. Yeah, dude, I'm. I Look may be that. 50 wow. and white, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I have a very diverse uh, a playlist, let's say, okay? Everyone, there's people you're out there. Me. You're this, a bigot, man. This, yes, all, I am. All, I am. The, all these years we've been friends and you don't like me, prejudge me because I'm a pasty white guy with a white beard. There's a whole Go bunch ahead, of people. There's a whole bunch of gun guys <laughs> right now that are keeling over. There's heart attacks happening. Like, what, Mac? knows who 21 Savage is, but you know, it's a thing. Like I, I get that thing that happened to 21 Savage and people don't understand. Like I came to America the same way, by the way, that, oh, interesting. you know, my parents, uh, you know, uh, we lived in England and stuff like that. Um, England was actually one of our last ports of entry. We came to America on a visa. We used to come here every year. My, my parents came here and they, they, they decided to stay. And then they they put in for the paperwork and all those kinds of things. It took a long time. We actually had to leave America and go back to one of our last ports of entry, which for us, it was actually England. We went back and we had we had to go to an American embassy, go through all these things. They did background checks to see whether or not any of us had criminal records. And if you had a criminal record, you're not getting that thing. Right. That was that was that happened. Uh, that happened in 1992. People just don't understand all these different things are going on. And that's one of the problems that's associated to what's happening with 21 Savage, for example. I mean, there's guys like someone, you know, I was in a barbershop and um, actually my barber was telling me, yeah, you know, they they locked up 21 Savage because he started like talking about conscious stuff. And about the government, <laughs> so they—that's why they locked him up. What? And I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" You know, <laughs> there's no lyrics. If you listen to him, there's no lyric that I know of that Twenty One Savage said that was conscious. You know? Uh, yeah. Don't they accuse him of being a mumble rapper? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that's yeah. not the thing. He he got caught up in something. That's how yeah. this happened, you know. So ultimately yeah. here, what people need to do with all these, they need people need to realize this is complicated. And I even said to my barber, what happens if someone did something to someone in your family and then you found out that person was here legally? They weren't even supposed to be here. And then they committed all these crimes and no one did anything about it. Yeah. You know, this Look, is what we have to decide. Do you want that or do you not want it? It's like, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi believes in sanctuary cities, but. So in other words, people can come into America illegally, be criminals. The cities aren't going to do anything about it. But then if if people are defending themselves and that's uh, uh, and that's guaranteed by the Second Amendment, they're going to create a national emergency on that. Those two things just don't make any sense to anyone. No, it doesn't. And I mean, I mean, it plays into their socialist agenda because, um, you know, they think that California is really bad about this. If, If you get into California, into a sanctuary city. Those immigrants that came in illegally, 
if they get ill, if they're pregnant, they want to, and they give birth in a hospital, all this stuff, they go and they get medical attention. They start getting uh, social benefits that are intended for Americans that are paying into social security, but they're, they're tapping into that money they've never paid into. And, and people say, well, it's a victimless crime. Is it really? Because our country's already insolvent. We're taxed at a ridiculous fricking rate. And it is a victim crime because when you have a sanctuary city and you're taking federal money, which is my tax dollars, to subsidize all the services you're giving away, it is not victimless. Yeah, and, that's true. And so it, it, it needs to stop. And, and the sanctuary city nonsense needs to stop. Yeah. But, either, we, either we all follow the laws – or none of us follow the laws. Right. You can't have both of those things. That's what I was saying to my barber. Like, just to give him an example, I said, okay, do you have a license and everything to do this? He was like, he said, yeah. I said, what if there was a guy next door that didn't have a license and, you know, and you, but you had to pay the license and pay all the taxes. Would you be happy about that? And he's like, no, <laughs> you know, cause right. so either, either we either do that or not. Um, so here's a question for, I'm going to let both of you guys answer this. Uh, what immigration laws or solutions would would you want us to have? That's something that's coming in. Well, first thing, stop the flow. You can't fix the problem when you don't stop the flow. You can't. You'll never fix it. You got to stop the influx. Then you can go. Okay, let's take a okay. look. Yeah, yeah. But that's that not that's the, the the whole influx is all about votes. That's yeah. all they want. Well, that makes sense. If you keep having a flow, then everyone keeps falling into amnesty and stuff like that. It's the same. It's just, it's like this big loop. You come right back yeah. around. Boom. You're well, right back. I, I remember we put in we put in for, for like someone had to actually sponsor us. My dad was working for a company and all yep. that kind of stuff. And we had to go through that. But what happened was before we ever got our stuff, there were lots. They, they declared an amnesty. I remember that. So there were a whole bunch of people who were here and they got amnesty. They didn't have to leave. They didn't have to spend all that money. They didn't have to do any of those things. And we all had to go through that, that yeah, how process. Does that, how does that make you feel, Hank? As, <laughs> it made as, me pretty as, mad. <laughs> yeah, right. You got people that just that, that sneak over the border and they move into a sanctuary city and they get all the benefits of being an American with the exception of paying taxes. And they have all the benefits of being an American. And yet you and your family had to go through a, a laborious process that took years right. and cost yeah. God knows how much money you did it the right way. And here you're looking at people that are breaking the law and yet reaping all the benefits. Yeah. So it may, what's it, the it incentive may be, of doing it right. If you just let people, there do isn't it? one, there isn't one. I mean, it may be pretty mad. My dad was, my dad got like his master's degree from Brunel in London in uh, metallurgical engineering. Yet he, the company he was working for, so we can come in here was um, it, it's it's still out there. It's called Professional Services. They they do maintenance for buildings. So basically, my dad was working sweeping and mopping floors, and and I did that kind of stuff with him. Even though he had that degree, my older brother, who I think you've met before, he was in 1992 when we did it. He was too old, so he he couldn't go with us. He couldn't leave and get that thing. So we wow. all left and came back. And he didn't get his paperwork and all that. And so he had to struggle to make it here. He didn't get his paperwork until, I think, 2002, from 1992, when we did. And wow. that, that's something that severely hobbled him and held him back. Incredibly intelligent person, you know. So, yeah, th those kind of things make me mad because we don't have one system. We need one system that's fair. 
you know, why would you have people who have no skills or bring nothing to America and then they get like, oh, they you know, bring things. They bring diseases that we haven't had in this country for 50, 75 years. That's what they bring. Yeah. So that's the thing about that that I think is crazy. Why I agree with you. You have to stop the flow and make one rule for everyone. And right. everyone has to get on that one line. Sorry. Go ahead, Mac. No, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. First of all, the first thing is, is stop the flow and, and bring order to the process. But if you take a look at any other you know, first world country and their immigration policy. So I always love it. Like when when um, somebody doesn't have an election go their way, they say, you know what, if so and so becomes president, I'm leaving the country. But yet they never do. You know why? Because if they want to go to England, if they want to go to Norway, if they want to go to Canada, they're not just getting in. It's not like you just show up. You can't like, go to Mexico. You can't get no, in. No, <laughs> dude, that's just it. You know, Mexicans can come over the border here and go to a sanctuary city. If I go to Mexico and get a job, they'll put me in prison. Mm-hmm. If I earn a dollar, their immigration laws are a thousand times more stiff than ours. Yeah. And that, that's the way most countries are. Our immigration is an absolute joke. And but nobody knows that because Americans just in general don't really understand the whole world. Their whole world is the United States. They very rarely venture outside of it. They don't even understand what immigration policies look like in other first world countries. And so it's 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 just that Americans just in general aren't yeah. that bright. That's <laughs> I mean, the, I don't know how else to say it. Well, Florida voters in general aren't that bright. <laughs> um, I think people need to see these things. They need to understand. I mean, it's one of it's why I'm the way that I am. Like I was telling I, I this is another thing on this thing. When when my dad was when when our family was in England, my dad got that master's degree. We're from Guyana. My parents were born British citizens. But a few years before I was born, Guyana claimed a sovereignty. Right. Mm -hmm. So they gave up their citizenships. My parents, they were born British citizens, live like that up until their 30s. Okay, so when he went to England and got that degree, they wanted to stay there. England said in the end, uh, like the late 70s, you got to go. You have to get the hell out. You can. My sister was born there, so she was a citizen. They say you can leave your kid. We'll put her in an <laughs> yeah. orphanage, but you have to get wow. the hell out. So, and but those countries today try to tell America what to do. You know? Yeah, and and yeah. that's that's the thing about it. I think people need to to see these things and realize how the world really is. And I'm not trying to say America's not perfect, but it's the closest thing that I've seen out there. I don't want to mess around with any other country. You know, this is this is the one that we have. We obviously have to make it better. And there's things that we that we that we're still working on. We could fix. But I think this immigration thing is a huge thing that people need to stop and take a look at it and realize how unfair and crippling it is to a lot of people, including people who are trying to immigrate here and do good things for America. And we're not giving them the opportunity to do that. Keep in mind, there are two types of voters in this country. People that vote based on emotion and people that vote based on logic and reason. And so it seems like the emotional voters will say, well, gosh, you know, all these poor people coming from these poor countries like, you know, from from the, from the South America side. So they're coming from Nicaragua or they're coming from Mexico or Honduras, you know, and they're, they're living in deplorable conditions. And, and we really should just take them in because it just seems like the right thing to do. I mean, yeah, I mean, you would be, you know. It wouldn't be very human to be mm-hmm. not empathetic, but the logical side of that is, is you can't solve the world's problems simply by letting everybody in the world in. Our no. country would collapse. That's so like saying that's like saying there's something going on in your in your state or in your town. Right. And there's some kind of emergency 
And every, let's say you were smart enough to have a generator or, you know, like, like let's say it's here in Florida, you have a hurricane, everyone's lights out, you have lights on or whatever, people smell you barbecuing. And they're like, you know what? You need to let us all into your house. <laughs> and that's where the gun comes out. And then you're in trouble, right? Yeah. The food, yeah. The food runs out, the power runs out, and everybody suffers. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we just need to, you know, we, we just need to bring order to the whole process. We do need to stop the flow and bring a, a realistic order to the process. I would say the system's broken at multiple levels. I'm not an expert on immigration, but most first world countries have a, a merit-based system. What will you bring to the country? Are you going to come here and leech off the system? Or do you have a trade or a skill or something that will benefit the country and the community in which you intend to reside? And, and I think that's the logical way to do things, right? And I'm all for helping other countries. I mean, one of the best things we could possibly do is some way help Mexico improve its economy and do things like that. So fewer people want to immigrate from Mexico and they want to be in Mexico. I mean, they're our next door neighbor. We can help them through manufacturing and things like that. We should work to help to bring their country up, but they have some pretty deeply rooted problems. I mean, the cartels control the darn country and there's so many problems with that, but you know, ideally, well, let me let me ask you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, didn't want I, to I, I mean, that, that's that's my complete thought. I'll just say here. Yeah. Well, forever. here's the thing. Here's the thing I want to ask you about this, though, because, I mean, I look at this from a different perspective, you know, being born outside of America and, and all that. You, you know, how far does your family go uh, back here in America? Do you so know? My mom actually took an interest in that after she retired. Um, and so she's an official member of the Daughters of the Revolution. So technically, uh, my bloodline goes back to the very founding of the country. Um, okay. I, I'm, I'm mostly English and I have some Dutch German in me. I have my last name is Dutch German, but um, I have an English crest. My mom got her family crest. So uh, oh, cool. my, my family, uh, you know, part of it anyway, obviously, no, none of us are, are pure English or pure anything. Uh, but, you know, goes back to the founding of the nation. Yeah. So what did the people who founded America, right? Whatever it is we're enjoying and we're talking about and the rest of the world wants to have access to, how was that secured? What did people have to do for that? And the reason why I'm asking you that, isn't that what people have to do in the countries that they're in, like Mexico and, and yeah. the rest of South America? Is it Don't they have to fight for something and be willing to like die and even maybe have their children right. die to fight for that? Or am I way no, off base? I say this all the time, man. You're absolutely right. Freedom is not something that's given. You can't go into a country like, let's say, Iraq and dep- depose a dictator, point a gun at people and say, all right, you're all free. Go vote. You're now a republic. Mm-hmm. And you can force people to do that. And we did. But the minute you pull out, everything falls apart again because they didn't work for it. They didn't even necessarily want it. Their culture is different than ours. It's yeah. not something that's given away. Freedom is something that's hard fought for. And it has to come from within. It has to come from deep within, and it has to be something you're willing to fight and die for. And once you do that, then you have freedom. But we can't go around the world giving freedom away because freedom is not free, and we're fighting that right now in our own country. I mean, when I was a kid, if you were a communist, you you couldn't even get a damn job. Now we have communists openly running for the presidency of the United States. We have our own problems, man. Well, yeah. And, and, and you know, our freedom is fleeting as well. We, I could go on forever about that. But, you know, yeah. it, it, it's something that you have to want. And, and those of us on this, you know, stream right now and probably most of the people watching are diehard patriots who, you know, take our freedom extremely seriously.
Yeah. Walter, you wanted to say something? I don't think a lot of people have any nowadays. There's less and less people have any direct contact to oppression of communists and oppression like in Eastern Europe and stuff like that. That's slowly all going away because of. Yeah. The generation so, coming up's already forgotten about it. Right. But you ask you ask some of these people that are recently here from one of those places. that's a shithole. They'll tell you they don't want no part of it to be like that here. You know, um, I, I, I'm friends with Rob Ski from AK Operators Union. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and we've had a couple of conversations about this. So keep in mind, Rob grew up in Polish uh, in Poland during communist rule, and mm-hmm. he remembers the bread lines. He remembers the hardship. He remembers, you know, fighting to have clothing and food, and 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 how horrible it was living under communist rule. And when we have communi- when we have conversations about communism and socialism, and they're synonymous, people mm-hmm. will say they're not, but you know, there's no true communism. The Soviets yeah. were socialists. Yeah. Um, and one is a gateway drug to the other. Exactly. Well, I mean, we're not a democracy. People call us a democracy all the time. We're not. We're a republic. A true democracy uh, with a country our size simply wouldn't work. It's mob rules. So, and, and true communism simply wouldn't work the si- in a country the size of the Soviet Union. So that's why they had socialism. So anyway, it, the point being is that he grew up under that. He knows the hardships. And when he sees, you know, like this Alexander Cortez chick, you know, championing democratic socialism, which is an oxymoron like jumbo shrimp. <laughs> he, he, he's like appalled. It's like, how in the world is this happening in America? You know, I spent my entire life hating communist and socialist ideals. And now we have people like, yeah, man, let's, let's free school and free healthcare and free cars and free phones <laughs> free. and free housing. It's <laughs> free. like, it ain't free people. There's yeah. nothing free about it. It's who you're going to take the money from. And, is, yeah. and it only works until the people with the money either go broke or leave with their money. Yeah. But anyway. People stop working. If you're going to tax people um, at 70%, why, why would they even bother? Why bother? You right. know? Well, why, do you, why do you think you see all these American companies over the years taking off and going to China for manufacturing and, and Burger King, you know, making a deal and moving their headquarters to, to you know, um, Canada and things like that? Why, what are they doing? They're fleeing our taxation. And what mm-hmm. is our taxes primarily used for? Social programs. Yeah. Right. Well, look, if you look at New York, Ocasio Cortez, right? Uh-huh. Um, today, I think they were saying that Amazon decided to pull out of New York yep. because of Ocasio Cortez, because she put so much pressure and it was like uh, putting demands on them that they were like, "Yeah, we can't meet that. Forget it. We're out." I'm not saying I'm not saying I feel sorry for Amazon. I know lots of people are mad at Amazon <laughs> out there right now. I think yeah. Amazon's paying zero percent tax or some oh, yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah, that big. Yeah, yeah, but that's you know places are offering them these incentives to be wherever they are, and New York is losing because of that. I think they were going to put something in Long Island City that could use that. As a matter of fact, there were employees probably of Amazon that were going to buy things or already buying places to live. And there were people planning on starting whole businesses knowing that, hey, Amazon's going to be here. They, New York City, you just lost that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and take a look at this. I mean, if you take, if you take a look at what's going on in, in, in states like New York, maybe not as bad in New York as it is in California, but people are fleeing those states. Illinois, Illinois. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I fled um, Illinois. Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, people yeah. are bailing, man. When when it gets so bad, they bail. But that's the way it should be, because what I don't want 
is the federal government bailing out with our tax dollars these states that have these horrendous social programs. Take, take a look at what just happened in California. You had the governor of California telling Trump via tweet that he wasn't going to give the money back for the rail system that's not going to happen now. <laughs> it's like, excuse me, those are my tax dollars, Jack Wagon. Yeah. You're not going to give yeah. the federal government back the money well, that's mine? I just, I just Screw stop you, California. I just stop mm-hmm. any further money. Well, that's yeah. what we need to do. I and mean, just, the and, federal and, government needs to stop bailing the states out. Yeah, California needs to be on their own. Big Dick Willie—that's that's um, that's the name of someone in our audience, Mac. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, he says Jersey, New Jersey is like that. New Jersey is like that. You know, that's like one that, of the in what regard in People terms of tax? Yeah, taxes oh, yeah. and all those kinds of things are getting ridiculous. They were yeah. ridiculous when I lived there, but they can't they can't sustain what they're doing. But but the 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 same thing that we were saying about other countries, when people come from other countries and want to make this into where they left, you can't leave other states. You can't leave New York and go to New Jersey and then like vote for the same damn people you did in New York. You have to stop. That's what they're doing, man. It's like casting a stone into a pond, that ripple effect, that 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 socialist junk. They they destroy Chicago. They make it so, so, you know. And, and inhabitable with with a high taxation and all the other crap that goes on and people flee it the same people that voted it in and then they come to the next state or city yeah. over and then they start all over again they start voting in the same socialist nonsense until they destroy it and then they move out of that again it's yeah. like these people don't have two brain cells to rub together and, and they spread like cancer it's terrible now speaking of chicago this is a little bit of a pivot here <laughs> okay but uh you know did you since you know about all the rappers I don't know about like all the rappers. You, <laughs> you just picked one I knew about. <laughs> okay, did you hear about this whole uh, Jesse Smollett thing that's going no, that on? That one I did not. So now you. Okay, so this is the guy who I think he's on the show Empire. Oh, I did hear about this. Yes, yes. Yeah, and so he's a rapper on the show. He's a gay rapper oh. on that show, and he got assaulted. And he says it was some guys and some uh, right. MAGA well, hats, some dudes yeah. that look like Walter is what he was saying, right? Walter's <laughs> yeah. about to suit up. Right? Oh, boom! There you go. <laughs> Walter's got his official official MAGA hat on there. So he said these guys beat him up and and targeted him in Chicago at two o'clock in the morning when it was about thirty below freaking zero too. Yeah, just randomly <laughs> out so on this, the street. Yeah, did you it. did you hear about all of this? Mac? Yeah, and 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 presumably these were uh, fellow cast members that he worked with to set this whole thing up, and it's all it was all staged. Yeah, I think that's what's coming out now because they arrested two Nigerian brothers. <laughs> Did they get? Were they, were they doing? Were they doing emails at the same time when they got arrested? Or? Okay, were, were, were they princes that had a bunch of money? You guys are going to hear a lot of jokes, and I'm going to tell you this is going to sound crazy, but I used to live in Nigeria. I know a lot about Nigerian people. Yeah, Nigerians are hustlers for real. <laughs> these are these are some of the original pirates. Nigerians are still oh, yeah. pirates out there. Yeah, they're yeah. pirates, probably. Yeah. Nigerians, probably. Nigerians will a Nigerian will steal from their own brother. I know this. <laughs> I know this. I learned all these things. So yeah, what they found out there there's these um so there was some footage of when he said this happened, right? And they saw these two guys in the shadows, and they identified these guys, I think, by um by either Lyft or Uber or something like that. You know, they have identified who they were, but they left the country conveniently enough right after this oh, happened. I, thought, went they, back to I Nigeria. thought they caught him at the airport. So they yeah, went back. No, they when they back. were coming back. Oh, okay. So for all these, 
Yeah, all these weeks he's been sticking to his story. You know, he's not backing down. He's doubling down. He got on he got on the news and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think he did an interview on ABC. But so so yesterday these guys came back into the country and they got caught at the airport. And they they um, they went to their apartment that they have in Chicago and they found masks and MAGA hat. Yeah. And rope <laughs> and bleach whoa, and all whoa, kinds whoa. of stuff. And they had they were just just detaining them. But I think in the last hour or so, the police said that these guys are. Yeah, they're suspects. They're charging being charged. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to find out more than likely. I'm telling you, I think what happened, one of them it was on the show was a cast member, not, well, not a permanent cast member, like background acting or something. Yeah. Um, An extra. uh, Yeah. And then both of these guys worked out at the same gym as Jesse Smollett. So what was, what was the play? What, what, what was the purpose of staging this? What did he serve to gain? Just publicity is trying to reboot his career or something. Yeah. I'm going to say publicity. There's rumors out there that they were going to write him out of the show. I don't know how true that is. Um, but here's one thing I do know that he recently put out an album and I was looking at something where they said when this thing it first happened to him, other people on the cast were like, oh, wow, this terrible thing happened to him. Get back at Donald Trump and buy the album. Yeah, man, this, so. this seems similar. Didn't didn't some talk show host do something similar like Maury Povich or Jerry Springer or something? Didn't they say they got beat up in a bathroom? Um, I don't know. The Gosh. folks out there would have to people. This is this there, kind of stuff has this happened, has happened before. before. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it was some celebrity that, whose career was in the crapper and they 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 wanted to claim and, it, and they claimed that, they, you know, they were, uh, you know, it was a racial inspired attack or something like that. And yeah. it turned out that they, you know, staged the whole thing. People do dumb stuff, man. Yeah, yeah there's, but, a, there's, there's a lot of bad stuff. Going. Go, I'm sorry, Walter. Go ahead. No, this, I mean, but the media plays right into these with all this stuff. Oh, this poor guy. Oh, this gay guy. This poor this. These white guys with ropes and hats and masks. They, you know, when they, Mac, when they, when they found, they went, then the police went to this guy's apartment. He still had a rope around his neck. Now, yeah. if you had somebody put a noose around your neck, wouldn't you take that off? It wouldn't be on. It yeah. wouldn't be on. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. this is, this is, this is like, I call it a sideshow or a freak show. And the people fall right into it. It's like, oh my God. This is happening. But I think, okay, it's I like, think this thing kind of doesn't stuff. happen. It's not happening. That's that's the thing that's bad about it. And it makes people think it is. And then people act on it, you know, and it's like, yeah, you, 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 you're just you're just continuing this process of this, like, you know, let's stir it up. Let's keep stirring yeah. it up. You know, well, and it's like, there's a couple of things I think that are that are wrong here. Obviously, him making up this story and then aiming it at Trump. And and people who support Trump, I think Maybe that has uh, white folks too. Oh, so that's yeah. what he did, huh? Yeah, you know, I mean, so, you know, it was, it was Trump supporters he was attacking. Yeah, that's what he said yeah, because yeah. he said they they kicked his ass and said that this is MAGA country. Who who? <laughs> how is Chicago MAGA country? I would like to know. Because that's <laughs> that's <laughs> run by the guy who I worked there for near 20 years yeah, it, this it, neighborhood it, he lived in was a gay community is a gay community in chicago this, at two o'clock in the morning at 30 below yeah so there ain't no, ain't no nobody wandered around that time of night that cold no 
Yeah, I think it's this is a terrible thing for that because there's people out there who would get mad and go, oh, these guys did. We're going to retaliate. Um, oh, yeah. I, rem- I remember that when I lived in uh, New York, there was who was it? Tawana Brawley. Yeah. There, there oh, was God. the there was there was a lot of things that were faked in New York, like Tawana Brawley. I think recently they found out um, there was a woman that was raped in Central Park that they found out that didn't really go down the way that they said whenever that kind of stuff happens. People get hurt and people actually die in some cases behind that because people want to get revenge. It's like how Liam Neeson said he heard this terrible thing happen to 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 a woman in his family. And he was walking around with a club looking to get into a fight with a black guy. Any black guy. Yeah. People this stuff gets people really hurt or even gets people killed for real. I I can't believe he said that and that he hasn't been ostracized by his own community for it, you know. Because, um, because of the racist aspect of it, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I was think, just looking for any black guy to beat up. It's like, really? Boy, if, if, if you know, a conservative, you know, um, in Hollywood had said something like that, it'd never work again. Yeah, I think two things happened. Two things are happening with that. Obviously, Hollywood's going to try to forget about it. And then there's people on our side as well that say, look, this he's admitting to this thing happened and this is whatever. And we shouldn't hold things against people in the past. And I'm not I'm not saying like there are people that want to digitally remove him from the next Men in Black movie, which he's one of the stars of. I don't believe in all of that. Right. I think we need to realize that this guy who's very much against guns. okay, in America, that's what Liam Neeson is. He's telling us that in the past he was out there, something happened and he got mad and he was out there looking for a black guy to look at him sideways so he could beat that guy to death. This is why people need guns. This right. when if, if you've got a guy like this who loses his mind and decides he's going to get revenge on anyone and just go out there, people need to be able to defend themselves against them. And, and we're missing that yeah. part of it, you know, um, yep. I, I can tell you, I've been through things and I don't go, oh, a white guy did this to me. I'm just going to go randomly get some white guy or the. But I know there's human beings that are that broken. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of broken human beings. So what do you what do you do with the dude that accuses these people? And it's all big. It's all. Well, first thing, did he really get beat up? Did who get beat up? The, uh, the, Jesse Smollett? Yeah. Um. OK, that's the weird thing. Well, like, if you look at him, he has two little cuts. Now, it, first of all, if you got beat, if, if two guys attacked you in the middle of the night, <laughs> his, his, he fought back, he, he would have more than just a cut his, over here his, and a cut over here. His pale black self would be bruised where you could yeah. see it. Now, even worse, I'm going to tell you, if two Nigerian dudes kick your ass, <laughs> there'd be knives involved. <laughs> oh, I, look, I grew up in I lived in Nigeria. I'm telling you, you would be really hurt. <laughs> so what do you do? Okay, with this Africans what, don't hit soft. <laughs> what, what do you do? To, what do you do to this guy? First thing, he's wasted police time. The police have been chasing the story just because he is black and probably gay. Um, they no, wouldn't he's pay, definitely if, they, gay. if he wouldn't have been gay and a poor guy, they wouldn't have give a shit. To be yeah. honest with you. I think this is a terrible <laughs> thing for the for, because there are gay people out there who attack, by the way. And and this is terrible for them, right? Well, this is crying. Well, diminishes, yeah, it diminishes yeah. The, the assault that, that took place against them. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I've spoken to gay people. Like I've I met gay. I've met gay people. I think I did a YouTube thing, and I met these guys, uh, black young black guys that were gay, and we, and they asked me what I was doing. You know, they were talking about you know their culture and everything on YouTube. And I told them I was doing gun stuff, and they said, "Hey, we need guns too. We need to defend ourselves too, because people come after us." So he's he's hurting that whole thing. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. What? So what do we what, so do, what we, do you do to him? 
Um, you arrest them for filing a false police report. You well, you do. You think that's going to happen? Really? No. No. Oh. It's, Chicago, it's it's Rom Emanuel. <laughs> he he know, right? <laughs> he is just scared because he's he's been targeted before, probably, and and we need to we need to understand that. You know, I think he. I think he should <laughs> right? immediately. He should immediately lose his job on that on that show. That's not going to happen. I know that's not going to happen. I nope. think they should press charges against him and make that's him pay. Make him pay for all the money and everything that had to go into locking up two poor Nigerian brothers. No, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. No, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, okay, I'm being sarcastic. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, was he out trying to get a fix? Was he out trying to get a little no, bit I of? A little bit of skin at two o'clock in the morning. What was he out really out there doing uh, at two o'clock in the morning? I think that he. I think he made Shovel a deal. Snow. I think he made a deal with these guys to. I think he made a deal with these guys. He, I think he set this up. Like everyone thinks that maybe he got beat up by by his boyfriend or yeah, yeah, yeah. someone else, and then he, and then he made. I think this guy made this up from the beginning. If they're finding all this stuff with those brothers, this was pre-planned. Sure, it was. Yeah. Right. This was yeah. pre-planned. He said to them, okay, we, we're going to need someone on the security cameras. Otherwise, they'll go, yeah, <laughs> nothing happened. Because it's too – like he said he got up at 2 o'clock in the morning and, and left his apartment. This is a guy who's an actor, that, a regular on a show. Okay, he left his apartment at 2 o'clock in the morning because he was hungry. He was going to get us a, a sub, a sandwich. <laughs> Okay. At two o'clock in the morning. That's what we all do. Uh, not, you know. Yeah, in thirty below. In thirty he below. Had the yeah, yeah, yeah. Stoned yeah. out of his mind. That's what was going on. <laughs> no, if 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 you get up at two o'clock in the morning, you're hungry. You go to the fridge. If he's if this guy is a baller like he's supposed to be, and that fridge is empty, there's something seriously wrong. <laughs> you know, and you should be able to call some kind of service. Uber eats. Uber yeah. eats. Yeah, no, whatever, I man. think he set this up. He told these guys he needed to have someone actually on this thing. He needed to do this whole thing. I think he did it because he wanted to up his profile because no one knew who he was before this. Now we all know who he is. And then oh. I think he wanted to sell out, sell albums or whatever it is. And I think ultimately he knows that he's also not really going to be punished for this because everyone's just going to go. Yeah, it was still Trump anyway. You know, yeah, right. That's yeah. what's going to happen. There's going to be people like, no, this is all a conspiracy because he was talking about the government. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So um, I, I, did you guys hear about the uh, the unfortunate shooting in, in Illinois today? Yeah, um, yeah, that's breaking. That's breaking right now. Did you get some info on that? Oh, I just uh, I was just listening to the news on the way home. And, um, you know, the, the reports. This is what I love about the media. The media Can't always starts it. off with massive body count. All this crazy stuff going on, and then it slowly, as the actual information comes in, it turns out that I think the last I heard before I jumped on the, the stream with you guys was that the only fatality was the the shooter himself. Right. right. But what and I be- first heard was there was 30 people killed. Then there was 30 people shot and wounded, plus four police officers. And then it petered down to there were several wounded, including four police officers. And the only fatality was the gunman himself. And he used a handgun, with not a an AR-15 or AK. So I predict within the next 48 hours, it's completely out of the news cycle because it doesn't fit the narrative that the anti-gunners want to push. It wasn't yeah. an AR-15, yeah. and it, it, it's not going to help them in their agenda, so they're just going to disappear. But in the beginning, yeah. boy, you know, M16s and M60 belt-fed machine guns and, <laughs> you know, high explosives are being heard all over the city and turns into, you know— 
Yeah, uh, it was a workplace shooting by a nut job, and and hopefully he's the only fatality. And unfortunately, people are not. I think the reason why it is going to drop out of the news because there's going to be so so many of us are going to work, right? There's people who are not working, but there's lots of people that are going to work, and eventually, people are going to say, "How come I can't defend myself at work?" Yeah. How come I can't do that? You know, there's always going to be someone that's mad, you know? Yeah, I know I can. I know I can. You know, I know Walter's got 50s or whatever that he can use if you roll up on uh, him. But what the him. hell are other people supposed to do? Because there's all these places that well, have these policies that you can't be armed when you're at work. Yeah. Do you remember the, um, the, the gay nightclub shooting? Yeah. That took place. What, has it been two uh, years already? It's the Florida, one in Florida. Yeah. The Florida what happened one? in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, right after that happened, we saw quite a few gay couples come in the gun store and they wanted to learn more about firearms. And they wanted to f- buy firearms to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a horrible situation that prompted that. But, you know, and, and I said to him, I'm like, welcome to our side of the argument. You absolutely need to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You're, you're part of a minority group that's targeted routinely by all sorts of people. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it, it's, it's unfortunate that it takes a terrible tragedy like that to wake people up to the reality of they're on the wrong side of the argument. It, you know, it's real easy to say you shouldn't have guns until your life is threatened. Somebody's breaking in your front door. The police are only minutes away and that guy's seconds from getting in the house. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. mindset tends to change. It's, yeah. and, and, it, and, and it's unfortunate that it takes such a horrible tragedy to get people to realize that the second amendment is for everybody. Um, and and yeah. it's, Amen. It is. It is. It absolutely is. No one has the right to go after someone else because of their sexual orientation or their religion or something like that. But 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 me saying that is not going to save you. You know, me like, you know, me saying it's horrible that this guy went into, you know, you had this thing where the guy went into a church and, and just basically executed these people one at a time. Me saying that that shouldn't happen is not going to protect those people. Someone there has to decide that we're not going to let people do this to us anymore. Yep. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, I know there's churches that, that do believe in that. And there's churches where the parishioners can be armed and, they, and they're out there doing things. But there's a lot of church. Unfortunately, like those people actually forgave that guy, which is crazy. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a Christian thing. So, you know, uh, uh, our church has a lot of police officers there and it, almost everybody carries a gun. I pity the fool that decides they want to shoot that church up. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all need to realize that we have to defend ourselves. This is this is the world that we live in. It's not to say that just because you go get this gun that if something goes down, you're going to be able to do something about it. But if you yeah. don't have it, you've limited your options to zero. Yep. You know, so... Um, that, that's the terrible thing. I don't know. I think someone was saying that there were five people, but I think that even that number that there were five people dead has been changed. Like Mac was saying, I think it's, it's like one person dead and four injured. Yeah. And I think, and I think the fatality is the shooter. Yeah. Last I heard. Yeah. I I mean, it could be, it could be more. Yeah. It could be more people. That would be terrible. Um, you know, but, uh, we can't uh, do nice things. We can't tax ammunition. We can't create a registry. We can't make um, certain a certain amount of uh, bullets in a magazine illegal and fix any of that. No, let's just put a tax on ammunition, and that that should stop people from using firearms in crime. 
That's like saying, let's put a tax on gasoline and that should cause, you know, stop traffic accidents. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just so stupid. But, but what it is, is it's, it, they're just looking for low hanging fruit to try to pass any type of anti-gun legislation they can, because again, it's, it's a long-term strategy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it's one of the beefs I have with certain gun rights organizations that think <laughs> that, that, that think that negotiating and giving our rights away and compromising is a strategy. Surrender is not a strategy. We've mm-hmm. compromised enough. People need to realize y- your gun rights need to be preserved. But yeah, so yeah. kind of there's a couple of things along that line that I want to ask you. Okay, so um, you know, w- like the red flag law. Someone put a uh, Lola put a question here from folks out there. You know, what do we think about the broken human beings, the mental illness, the red flag laws out there? I, I recently had Rob Pincus on the show. And um, he had one perspective on this. I was just interested to see what your perspective is on it. I'm totally opposed to him. We actually have one in Indiana. We've had one for quite some time. Indiana has actually been fairly good uh, about how they use them. Uh, but there are also states that aren't. So, you know, it, when, when, you, when you have people advocating for a federal law that's going to fund states to pass their own versions of the red flag laws. Can you imagine what a red flag law is going to look like in New York or California? You know what I mean? Um, basically what it happens for, for those of you that don't know what a red flag law is or a risk protection order. Um, what it means is that I can go to a, a judge in secrecy, just me and the judge in a star chamber court and make accusations against my spouse. And, and they can be completely false and say she's nuts. She has guns. She's threatened our children. I'm scared. She needs to be disarmed, mm-hmm. and I'm scared for my life. Right? And then, boom! The judge writes an order, and the police go and take her firearms away, and maybe even haul her off to jail for psychiatric evaluation, all based on hearsay and no evidence. You, the The person that's being accused does not get to face their accuser. They're, they are presumed guilty until proven innocent at that point. So, if somebody does that. It, ter- it totally turns our system of government and laws and rights on its head because right. we live under the presumption of innocent until proven guilty. Red flag laws presume you're guilty, and now you have to go retain a lawyer to prove you're innocent to get your property and rights restored. If you ever get your, if you ever get your rights restored or if you ever get your property back, right? Because right? we know there's it, lots it of places. It's not a good thing. It's the minority yeah. report. Go watch the movie. That's what it is. There'll yeah. always be a mark someplace that you had this happen. Yeah. That never goes away. I don't care what they say. It never goes away. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> it, that, that arrest or whatever, that detention will be on your record. Forever. I think, I, I, was, it, was it Maryland or someplace that, that has a red flag law? The police went to serve um, You know, the, the judge's order. They kicked the door in of the wrong house and killed the homeowner, and they got the wrong address. Yeah, so, there's, there's a bunch I of mean, stuff there, like that that happens. There, there's so many dangers in doing yeah. that, right? You're risking police. You're risking innocent civilians and, and citizens. It, it, it's unnecessary. You can't assume that somebody is, is you know, crazy or whatever. Now, there's plenty of stuff that's that, that has happened in the past. Let's take a look at the Parkland shooting. I mean, we've had these people that make threatening posts on Facebook and things like that that, that, that warrant – Law enforcement taking a look at it. Like, yeah, but law enforcement on Facebook didn't do- and say they didn't mm-hmm. do anything. We yeah, didn't need, they didn't. We didn't need any extra laws. They just yeah. had to, to to actually respond to the tips they had already been given. Mm-hmm. I mean, that goes all the way back to nine eleven. The same damn thing. 
Oh yeah. FBI had right. plenty of tips. They could have prevented yeah. it. They chose if you threaten to. someone, if you threaten lives. someone, yeah, if you threaten people and the cops show up and, and it becomes a thing, I get that. But what we're having, what we're having here, uh, especially if you do it repeatedly like that and no one did anything about this guy, that's opening it up. But what we have here is a completely different thing. And there's a lot of places that are going to get into the business of taking stuff from people and they don't get the stuff back. We've seen that already. There's already a record of that, of people losing their things and never getting them back. And in the case of guns, there's some guns that money is not going to replace that gun. Yeah. Yeah. At, at a minum, you're still going to have lawyer's fees yeah. and you're going and, and you're, you're not going to get that money back. You have to go to a court, hire an attorney and prove you're not guilty of whatever the accusations are before you can even, you know, have like, if you listen to Chris Cox's um, uh, video that he did in support of the risk protection orders, he said that uh, people should be forced to get treatment. My wife is angry over a divorce. And so she feels vindictive and she goes to the star chamber court and makes up a bunch of bogus accusations. Now I must go get treatment. You by have going and getting Go ahead. Yeah. You have to go to re-education. Exactly. But what happens when you go get treatment? You're now a prohibited person because you're def you're mentally defective. You got that mark. You've been forever. adjudicated as being. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a complete farce. Yeah. And and it, it's it, yeah. I think they we, don't even enforce the laws that are on the books and they keep wanting to pass right. more there, laws. There are already laws on the books to get people's stuff if you want them. Yeah, I don't even. I, I don't, I'm, I'm opposed to that, you know. But, but the stuff is already there. They don't enforce it. So now we have to give it a new name: red flag laws or whatever we yeah. want to call you it. You know what's the crazy thing? People say there's lots of politicians. Like what happened here in Florida? I spoke to the to the Republicans who put this thing into effect. Republicans could have actually killed it in committee, and they didn't. They they let it through. They voted for it. The governor uh, at the time signed it, and then he went on. He's actually at this, in the Senate now. And yeah. and and when I asked them about it, they say, look. That's there, but no one's going to use it. And that's so batshit crazy. Ask that say, kid at UCF. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say, Walter. <laughs> so there's a kid at UCF that- But he had, also had a, a drop-in auto stare. Maybe. Yeah, he had a drop-in auto stare or whatever. They arrested him. But when they charged him, they charged him under the bump stock law. Yeah, yeah. Well, so they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna pile on. You know, if you have yeah. that stuff, they're going to pile of on. Of course, if it exists, they're going to use it. Here's another thing. Um, so the person who, um, the, the, what was the commissioner of, uh, I think it's like, uh, the, uh, farms or something like that. The person who was in charge, who's in charge of, uh, CCWs here in Florida. Agriculture commissioner. Agriculture. Yeah. So a Democrat actually won that seat in Florida and that person's plan is to slow down until they shut down CCWs. Wow. So, you know, this is the thing that we are dealing with here in Florida and no one's no one's worried about that. And they're like, oh, nobody's actually going to use it. Don't worry about it. They're not going to really use that against you. And they're already doing it. So if you if you let these red flag laws come into effect and you have the wrong people running everything where you live, of course, they're going to sit there and go, yeah, we're we're making this a sanctuary city. We're giving all this stuff to people. We got to get money. Let's take the guns, sell the guns. <laughs> use the money to pay for these things and people don't ever get the guns back. They're not right. smart enough. They're not smart enough to sell the guns. They'd realize throw them in a smelter. People that say that, Oh, don't worry about it. They'll never use the law. That has to be the most ignorant thing I've ever heard. You know, and the other thing you have to think about is it's, it's, it's much easier to stop a law than it is to have a law passed and undo that law. Mm -hmm. It is 10 times harder re to reverse a law than it is to stop a law. Mm -hmm. And and people need to get off their butts and fight these laws. 
But yeah. again, you know, you, you it, we, we just had this apathetic group, especially in the Second Amendment community, where as long as a Republican holds the White House, we're safe. Republicans aren't going to take our guns. And they sit back and let gun control happen. But what is it going to take to wake people up, man? I'm just like, you what the hell man. is it? You, you, yeah. you can't. I mean, the, uh, I, I you, wish you were, I, talk, I knew you were talking about this earlier, right? This is one of the things I want to bounce back to a little bit. You were saying that people come to you and they and it is true. People people send me messages all the time. They're like, did you see this happen? You got to talk about this and this thing. And I try to do it. I'm sure you try to do it. But ultimately, what you said is true. We can, like you guys have to get mad and actually do things about this out there. That's what it really takes in, in order for this to stop. Like we can't do everything. It's almost, I hate to say this, it's almost like porn. You know, you look at porn, you do your business and now you're no good, <laughs> you know? So if you see us say it and then we're mad about it and you're like, oh yeah, he's mad about it. And then you get it out of your system and you forget when you have to go out there, vote these guys out, create yeah. alternative parties, you know, call these people up and say, no way in hell, we're going to let you get away with this. When you see their asses out there, you have to do the same thing the Democrats are doing. You know, you have to put shame on them. Yeah. And, and, uh, and honestly, at the state level with state laws, you guys have to organize and be politically active. You can't expect other people to carry your water for you. You got to get out there and get active. Join a state group, uh, uh, you know, pro Second Amendment state group and go out there and be an organizer yourself. A lot of the folks that are watching right now are great leaders lead you know and and yeah. and fight in your own state because me being an indiana resident there's not a whole lot i can do for a washington state resident no I, you, you can't calling do a washington state senator you know isn't going to do me any good they're going to say no. where do you live again indiana uh, who the click they don't care what i think they don't represent me yeah so yeah think about that that's really really important even like uh, when it comes to social media and stuff like that by the way all these all these people are on social media all these politicians there's no politician out there that holds an office that's not on social media yeah but them up. when you you need to send them messages messages from people in their neighborhoods you see these guys out there waving and everything when it's time to vote when they see your face and they realize oh this person's right here where i live in Gainesville, that's what it is. When they have to look you in the eyes, like when I saw some of these guys and I was giving them hell about it, they were just looking at me like, this guy's a bastard. <laughs> yeah, you, they need to see more of that uh, until, uh, you know, that's the pressure that they have to feel because right now, you know what they're really worried about, I think? They all want to be on the Tonight Show. They all want to yeah. be on the news. That's why they did this stuff. That's why they tell us, oh yeah, I believe in the constitution. I believe in the second amendment. You know, but, but they don't. Yeah, but, but. it's always a but. <laughs> yeah. You know, th this is the problem. I mean, in Florida now, you can't buy any gun unless you're 21 years old. And I and I I spoke to the guy who could have killed this thing in committee. He, he's um, he, he serves Gainesville. And I said, you your people can't buy a gun in Florida unless they're 21 years old. And he was like, yeah, I don't think that you should even be able to vote until you're 21. That's what he, that was his response so to me. Let me let me let me get this right. You can you can enlist at the age of 17 with parental consent. You can you can enlist at 18. You can go and fight and die for our country, but you can't drink a beer. You can't buy a firearm back when you get home, but you can carry a firearm on a foreign soil and fight to defend liberty. Yeah, but that's bullshit. That, but, but when you come home, sorry, give us the guns back. You can't be trusted you, until you're 21. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can't have guns. And, and if and if they had their way, you can't vote either. And I said to him, OK, we're in Florida, dude. There's a 18, 19 year old young man, young woman out there who's on their own. And you're saying that they can't defend themselves in their apartment. They can't have a gun in their car. Or you're saying they can't do you. You already couldn't you couldn't conceal carry unless you're until you're 21. But I said they can't do that. And you know what he told me? Because he's like, oh, I have a daughter. And the way that we wrote it, if you have a daughter, you could buy something and you could give it to her. And I was like, dude, that's a straw purchase. Right. Well, but not that even under federal law. So like I can buy a firearm and give it to a family member for a Christmas present Um, that technically it's a straw purchase, but it isn't. The the ATF doesn't care about that. Right. Okay. let's say. okay, let's say it's not. What about that 20 year old who doesn't have a family member to do that for her? Right. And yeah. And I just give him a gun because I want to. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, it depends. I mean, there's so many gray areas of the law. Uh, yeah. Where they could they could they could pinch us at any time for almost anything. Um, yeah, that's the problem know. that we have, man. That's the truth. Everything that you're doing is wrong. <laughs> for the most part, I mean, you wake up and drive to the office, and just in the process of getting up, dropping your kids off at school, getting a cup of coffee, and showing up at work, you probably technically broke five laws, and you don't even know it. Yeah, <laughs> there's so I, many stinking laws on the books. You yeah, know? I, I wish we could just you know we need to just simplify these laws, man. You know, that's the thing that we, that we need to do. Um, unfortunately, we'll ne- it seems to me like we'll never we'll, there will never be the will out there unless something really happens and people really get mad and go, yeah, all of these laws have to go away and we have to simplify this down. Yeah. Uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> luck. Don't spend yeah. a lot of time on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it's totally. Oh, you know what? OK. Uh, let's let's um, talk about the shot show thing, because Mac, you didn't go to shot show. Uh, you know. Yeah, I don't go to shot show anymore, man. Right, right. Yeah. Do you want to tell the folks out there why you don't go to shot show? Before we get into, there's a shot show story. That's why I want to. Oh, there's a shot show. Does it yeah. involve me? Yeah. No, it doesn't. Oh, unless, oh. Well, it could. And, and it unless be, you're unless you're a teamster <laughs> thug. You teamster okay. thug. Cool. Yeah. So I quit going to shot show a few years ago. So like. I, I don't I don't go to Shot Show because it's expensive to go. Uh, I don't have a company that sponsors me that buys my plane ticket and puts me up in a hotel room. It's money out of my pocket. It's not inexpensive. Even when I was staying in dumps like the Circus Circus Hotel, and if you've uh-huh. ever been to Circus Circus, yeah, right. Uh-huh. It's like uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it is it is a disgusting cockroach motel. I mean, we traveled as dirt cheap as we can. You're still spending several thousand dollars. Uh, I'm not going there to sell video or services. I'm not, you know, sponsored by anybody to go. So for me, it's just a matter of economics. I, 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 I don't really gain anything by going there. And every time I would go in the past, I get deathly ill. So not only am I spending yeah. a bunch of I money. I saw you almost away, die one time. Yeah. Yeah. I wound up in the hospital. So yeah. it's like, I don't want to get green. sick. You agree, I don't want to throw money down a hole. Yeah. <laughs> so also, I, I don't think- know. Also, I think for you, you're more productive staying home, right? Like if people want to see gun videos and things like that, you would probably get more work and more things out there from. from. Yeah. So, I mean, the first first year or two that I went to SHOT Show, I did like everybody else does when they first go, right? You run out on the floor and you try to get the scoop, man. You want to get video of all the latest and greatest, whatever it is. But the reality is, is there's thousands of media people there and the bloggers are the fastest because they don't have to edit and upload video they're breaking all the new cool stuff. You're not breaking anything. 
And I realized I'm standing in a booth holding a product I've never shot. I don't know anything about it other than what the rep tells me about it. I'm just regurgitating what they've told me, which doesn't really give my audience anything of substance, right? I haven't fired it. I haven't seen if it works or not. I don't, I haven't field stripped yeah. it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I only did that for a couple of years and I realized, ah, you know what? I'm just going to go and, and, and just meet companies and, and, and try to, you know, build relationships. But okay. even then it, it didn't really bear any financial fruit for me because again, you know, I'm okay. not sponsored by any companies, not there selling videos. So I, I, I just finally just said, okay. I, I, I can't justify it anymore. Yeah. So now there was one thing, because I know there was this whole controversy this year. Before I get into the article, which I shared here, everyone can start reading that. Um, there was this controversy this year because they put chips in the uh, in the in the IDs and the badges. Now, you did a little bit of trolling. You want to tell I people? did troll that one, man. People took that so seriously, dude. Not in um, everybody's badge. It was, it was uh, so funny because because I mean it was in so, all media it was in all media badges right. by the way yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah it was and and I actually have one I actually have this alien head and and I wanted to continue the troll and I may still but now I'm giving it away um and and I was gonna you know like have that little RFID chip with me and say you know here's that RFID chip from from the uh, shot show but there's really nothing special about it and I have this alien head that would be blurred off in the background like peeking around a corner <laughs> like it was it was all this conspiracy stuff but. Um, what yeah, were you saying while we were at SHOT Show? Because someone was like, yeah, well, Mac Mac said this about those <laughs> chips. And I was like, what oh, the hell? I was man, trying to figure was... out what you said because I was like, why do people actually believe what Mac is saying? I was pretty sure. I don't think people realize that you have a sense of humor. I, I, they don't. And even NSSF contacted me and said, look, man, all the chips was just to track movement through the show floor. <laughs> and I know that. You they know, got in but... touch with you. You weren't even at SHOT Show. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, okay. oh, boy. I should yeah. have waited until April 1st, but SHOT Show was going on at the time. And somebody sent me a picture of it, and then they mailed it to me because I, I thought it was funny. I wanted to continue to use it as a prop. to, um, But, yeah. What did you so, say about it? It actually kind of backfired. Oh, <laughs> People okay. took so it what, deadly serious. What was the and, thing and that the post you said? looked deadly serious. What's that? Okay, what was it that you said? Uh, something about, like, what the hell is uh, NSF SF doing? Uh, they're in cahoots with the NRA and, and then you know, what, what, what data are they transmitting and, and they're following you home. I, I can't remember. Oh, and, okay. And, and it was something along those lines. Right. And, oh, okay. I see that. It on the absurd. Right. Right. And, right. And, right. And people took it to heart and I, 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 I laughed about it and I wanted to continue it. I, I, I the, uh, my buddy that had the chip mailed it to me so I could, you know, use it for future reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have it and I may joke with it at some point, but, uh, People got kind of really nasty about it, and I thought, uh, never mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm think, gonna think up. I'm gonna think up something for April first, and maybe people will. Yeah, people. I, people just take me too seriously, man. It's, yeah, I think people do. I mean, you're kind of like an institution, and there's people that that don't realize that you joke. I realize it because you know you you mess around with me sometimes. <laughs> I know doing it. You know, you do stuff off camera that people don't see. <laughs> they don't realize you're always messing with people. <laughs> I am. I, I, and what's so funny is I have deadpan humor. So like I'll mess with people like waitresses at a, re- a restaurant. So I'll, uh, they'll say, what, what would you like to drink? And I, and I say, uh, I'd like to have a, a, a Coke, please. We don't have Coke. We only have Pepsi products. What, what, what would you like to drink? I'm like, I, I really want a Coke. Um, there's a gas station just two blocks down the corner. I know they sell it. Can you run down there real quick and grab one for me? <laughs> and I just look at them dead serious. And, I, and they, they're, they're, they're like, their mouth is agape, right? They're just like. Yeah, is he? And then I go, this real? just kidding. I'll take a Pepsi. <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh, I thought you were serious. Like, yeah, that's just my type of humor. Um, yeah, that reminds me of that. There was a there was a commercial at Super Bowl which I didn't watch, 
but I looked at one of the commercials. There's a commercial that says it's for Pepsi saying that Pepsi is okay. Did you see that? There's this commercial no, where I, I, I don't, I don't watch this. Yeah. Bowl, man. So I watch this on YouTube cause I, I don't watch Super Bowl either, but um, there there's, there's a guy in a diner and the waiter comes up and the guy asks for a Coke and the waiter says, we only have Pepsi products. Is that okay? And then all these stars get up and start going, of course, Pepsi's okay. You know, they have Cardi B and Steve Carell and all kinds of people. And I'm like, no, Pepsi is not okay. <laughs> you know, it's not. And that there's going to be people that are going to be mad because they believe in Pepsi or whatever well, it is. But go ahead. It, I was just going to say, I, I mean, it's not that I don't want to watch the Super Bowl, but as soon as the Super Bowl starts, I take a knee and I, I can't see the TV. Oh, understood. Understood. I don't know what you're doing on that knee, but okay. It's a joke. I know. I know. I know that. There's some people. Huh? Never mind. I got it. I got it. Walter, (laughs) did you get it? Did you get that joke? Taking the knee at the football game? Yeah. Yeah. It's a Kaepernick (laughs) thing. It's a Kaepernick. Thank you. It's a Kaepernick Kaepernick joke. Which I think I heard that Kaepernick settled his lawsuit with the NFL, but I don't care enough to go read the article. I don't care either. Uh, is he still relevant? You know, like, seriously. No, not to me. Not to me. Um, so here's the thing that happened at SHOT Show. And this is in the firearms blog and a lot of other or the firearm blog and a lot of other places it says men arrested for stealing machine guns and silencers from shots from shot. Excuse me. So um, so there's an affidavit in there that says a pair of Las Vegas men were charged Wednesday with stealing dozens of firearms from the shooting, hunting, outdoor trade show in January. Jamico Foster, 27, and Eduardo Limon, 28, worked as forklift operators during the trade show at the Sands Expo Convention Center, according to a criminal complaint. The two appeared in court to face federal charges for possession of a stolen firearm and possession of an unregistered firearm after authorities says they had stolen at least 65 firearms, including wow. machine guns, rifles, um, stuff from Remington Arms, LKCI, Blazer USA, and Legacy Sports International, January 20th to 29th. And um, this is the kicker in this whole thing that's really batshit crazy. Um, the uh, Both men were released on their own recognizance. Say what? <laughs> that's like major federal felony. What? I don't, I don't understand this. Yeah. Like we're, we're all FFLs, all uh, of us on this chat. You know chat. what? They're, they're Hillary Clinton donors. That's... This is so crazy. This is so crazy. (laughs) Walter's an FFL. You're an FFL. I'm an FFL, actually. Nobody probably believes that, but I am. Um, If you did this. It's a federal (laughs) offense to steal from a licensed firearm dealer, by the way. It absolutely is. And steal a machine gun. That's even more. That's a mandatory 10-year sentence. Yeah. Right. They're probably probably on their way back to Mexico. Um, It's this is kind of insane. And Walter, because you because you had a um, you had a booth, a shot show. I actually hung out with you the last day and we saw all the guys in there that come in, the crews that come in and pack up stuff. And I'm telling you, the guys across from you were looking at me suspiciously when we because Walter packs all his own stuff in a in a uh, in these metal containers and locks them down. And those guys are looking at us. I was like, man, you know, my my spider senses were going off. It's like, why are these guys scoping us out? You know, because we're sticking around, and I think that might have been the dudes. Interesting. So look, I'm not. I'm not even kidding. Not ask, ask it. Huh? It's not uncommon for firearms to go missing from Shot Show. So it was sixty-five. Well, not, that, sixty-five. Maybe not, but, but but I mean, guns get stolen from booths all the time. Yeah. Um, I, I I at the IWI booth 
two, three years ago. I think it was the last time I went. So maybe, maybe yeah. three years ago, uh, they had introduced the, um, the Uzi pistol again, right? The, mm-hmm. the little mini micro Uzi pistol. And it was not yet on the market, but one of them disappeared from the booth. Now, if you know anything about shot show, you can't have a gun on the floor. That's fully operable. It has to have the firing mechanism, firing pin, whatever right. taken out of it. it has to be disabled. So somebody can't stick a live round of ammunition in it and you know, cause it to fire. Mm-hmm. So this gun was stolen and, 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 to try to make light of the situation, I, I I told the guys at the booth, I'm like, you know, that really sucks. But look on the bright side, when they get the gun back home, they try to shoot it, it doesn't fire, and they realize it doesn't have a firing pin. You're going to get a phone call asking for a firing pin. <laughs> You'll know who the culprit is because it's the only one out in the wild. Hells yeah. <laughs> now, guess what, Mac? Very, It's, it's really funny that you said that because you know how they caught these guys? They were looking for parts to make yes. them work. They were looking, they were calling around stores in Las Vegas looking for firing pins. <laughs> I knew it. I'm like, I'm Mac the Prophet. <laughs> That's how they caught them. That's oh, how they man. caught them. There were stores that started reporting that they were there were people calling in. Looking saying, for AR-15 oh, firing pins. Yeah, they're looking for AR-15 firing pins and things like that. Yeah, hey, man, I got this uh, this Negev um, belt-fed machine gun. I yeah. got a firing pin for it. A <laughs> yeah. Negev? Where did you get a Negev? I'm calling the ATF. Yeah. I, yeah. Wow, man. But it's insane. <laughs> how could they? How could these guys get dumb. released? I don't. I don't understand how these guys get released. You know, all the stuff that we're facing, right? All the crap that's going on. And these guys steal 65 guns. Some of them machine guns. They steal suppressors, all kinds of stuff. They release them. Major felonies, each count. I mean, if if they stole 65 guns, and let's say each one of them carries a 10-year sentence, that's a a life term in federal prison. Yeah, why you you don't get out for good behavior. And they're in, but it's Nevada. All they have to do is get in a car and drive. Right. You know, I don't know, dude, that's crazy story. The fact they just let them out on their own recognizance is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. John Dieter says high points were untouched. Laugh out loud. (laughs) Um, You know, did you see the new high point handgun? Yes, I did. Looks pretty, looks pretty snazzy. Yes, I uh, did in person. Yeah, they, they uh, you know, they uh, they they pulled it in a little bit. They pulled it in. A, have you actually shot it yet? No, I haven't. It's I not just released saw pictures yet. of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, picked, well, I figured you, my, my you friends grabbed a couple from Shot Show, but uh, I, they haven't showed up in the mail yet. So. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. They won't just have kidding. firing pins. They won't <laughs> yeah. have firing pins. <laughs> 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 See, there's more of my hammer, right? So. <laughs> but I bet you, I bet you you have five point firing pins. This. I, I have a I have a C9. I did buy a C9. Yeah. Um, I have a high point uh, because I did this video where I I think I did a bunch of things like this where I was like, you can buy because people tell me, what can I do if I don't have money? I can't afford a gun. And I was like, you can get a gun for 100 bucks. You can get a handgun. And so I went out to find out if I can get a handgun or a rifle for 100 bucks. The rifle, I got a 22 and the handgun was a high point, nine millimeter. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure Walter has a high point right there somewhere close by. I do. I'm looking at it. Yeah, I have I have a high point 10 millimeter carbine. Yeah, how is that? That's awesome, man. You like it? Okay, cool. A, a ten millimeter blowback. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. You know, no okay. locking mechanism. It's just it's 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 C-Mac <laughs> and plastic, baby, and it yeah. holds together. <laughs> you know, you know what I want to do, and you're you're a bullpup guy. I want to get one of those and put a bullpup kit on it, just for the hell of it. Do they make so. a bullpup kit for the uh, the high point carbines? Uh, I know they they make um, one for the nine millimeters. I don't know if it's going to fit the ten. That's the thing. Well, it's, I don't know. Is the ten any bigger than the, than I don't the other know. ones? I don't. The only Frame reason wise? I have a high point. 
only, only reason I have a high point carbine is because I found one in 10 millimeter. I don't have any desire to own another caliber. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I don't know. We might, you might have to be modified. I see Walter's messing around with a bullpup that we put together. Like yeah, a that, kit right over there. Yeah, the 22. Yeah. 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 No, that looks it. just like the real deal. Yeah. yeah. It's very, 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 very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that we built that up. You know, um, Brownells has the um, the Ruger ten twenty two. They make the receivers and barrels and stuff like that now. Yeah, yeah. So we built it up on that. So um, that's pretty cool. Okay, so uh, whenever you, because I know you're going to get that stuff first. By the way, I know you're going to get that high point, and you'll be if doing. I, I, if I if I see one for sale and it's you know not five thousand dollars <laughs> i'll probably <laughs> i'll probably think, buy one <laughs> do you think the first one that goes out there is can you imagine that it's like everybody's waiting in line like it's the new you know p365 and there's like a waiting list for the new <laughs> fancy high point no yeah it, wow if one shows up at a local gun shop i'll probably pick one up just for giggles because it'll be a fun okay. video okay now i did see this because i do follow you on patreon i do you know i am one of your patreons you're okay. welcome yeah, thank welcome. you. I no, follow you back. I'm pretty sure. Yes, yeah, actually, I know. I actually, I know. I do. <laughs> yes, you do. You do absolutely. So basically, we give each other's money. It's, it's, yeah, it, it zeroes itself out. By the way, that's not me. Man. Yeah, that's not me, Mac. That's Lola. Lola is in charge of that. So okay. you know, yeah. So thank Lola for that. If it was left up to me, I would be like, okay, Mac, <laughs> good on you. No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. I actually like watching your videos, but I do follow you. I saw that you uh, you got your hands on uh, the Reformation. Did you make a video on that? I saw I a picture. I did. It's, it's uploaded, and uh, I before I go to bed, I'll post it to Patreon so you can watch it. Okay. So what's up with that? You want me to give away the secrets? Well, tell us a little something. It was far more accurate than I anticipated. Okay. So, I mean, if anybody, oh, you got one. Yeah. I, right. I'm, this is why I'm so happy that you did a video. By the way, no, no bullshit. I, you can ask Lola. When I saw that you did a thing on it, I was like, Lola, make sure you find out whatever Mac put on his videos so that when people look at Mac's video, they look at my video. <laughs> but I did do a video on it before I went to SHOT Show. Um, you know, Franklin Armory actually sponsors this podcast. So that's like okay. full disclosure. Yep. I think I think that's kind of stuff is really important. But oh, they, yeah. well, sent, they, sent, they, they sent me two guns at t on T&E. So mine, mine are my oh, cool. minor T&E samples. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Because I wasn't so, going to spend the money on them. I, I was curious about them. Yeah. And and I think that's a good thing, man, because I know you're going to say I've known you for a while. You're going to no matter what, you're going to say whatever happened. No, I say. This so, I, yeah. So. I'm honest. Yeah. And, I, and I'm that way. <laughs> I'm that way as well, believe it or not. But the thing is, they sent me one and they were like, yeah, shoot that at 100 yards. And let's see what happens. So I was shooting at steel. I didn't shoot at paper like you did. Uh, I want to go back and do some stuff. But I was hitting. I was hitting the steel with this from 100. So uh, I think you did 50. Did you do 50? No, I, I did 100. Oh, you did. Okay. Wait. I, when we get to the when we get to the 100 yard part of the video, things uh -huh. become, become very very interesting. I also uh, shot some okay. ballistics gel with it as well. Yeah. When it, so this is going to go up on your Patreon tonight, right? Yeah, as soon as we get done here, uh, it should be done processing. That's what I was working on. When I said when when you're like, "Hey, you're gonna make the the, the uh, stream tonight," that's the video I was trying to get. Oh, done. awesome! Yeah, I want to see yeah. this thing. I want to see this thing. You guys have to like actually support Mac on Patreon if you want to see it. How long does it stay up on Patreon before everyone else can see it? The people who don't want to support one, I, you. I'm so short-handed, man. Um, I'm probably I may release it Saturday, Monday for sure. Oh, so, okay. But I, as soon as we get done here, I'm gonna post it to Patreon. 
and uh, people will get to watch it. So it's a long video. I, I had to break it up into two segments. So I have cool. two guns they sent out for me for testing. One's 5.56, five, just like the one you're holding there. Then I got the 11-inch 300 blackout gun. Okay. Um, and we're going to do the same battery of tests uh, okay, with cool. 300 blackout. And we're also going to run a suppressor on it. Uh, they oh, say nice. that you can. We're going to find out. And I'm going to yeah. use a Q-Trash Q Panda. So if I break the can, I oops oh okay <laughs> sorry kevin <laughs> but, um <laughs> i'm looking forward to seeing this video i mean so it, what can you tell us about this video i know you i know you what, don't want to give say, away so, a bunch of stuff what's so funny is the stuff i've been posting on instagram all the hate i'm getting because i'm posting groups i mean if you shot the thing you know the thing group's good yeah right if yeah. i shoot i shoot 55 grain rounds and it, it yeah at, at 50 yards you know four inches three to four inches uh, if I shoot 62 grain AP or not AP, but um, green tip M855 ball, I'm I'm shooting really tight groups, like through the same whole groups at 50 yards. Mm -hmm. um, and I will say at 100 yards, it was very easy to hit a man-sized target at 100 yards. So it it it, it defies logic, and that's that's the positive side. There's right. other aspects of the video that I want people to watch the video to see. Because, right. you know, there's two sides to every coin. You know, everything has a trade-off. Um, yeah, but everybody, everybody, everybody's going like, how much did Franklin Armory pay you to promote this garbage? <laughs> it's like, they didn't pay me a dime. And I said on Instagram, Franklin Armory, and I tagged them, feel free to tell, you know, my viewers exactly how much you paid me for this video. And they said, we didn't pay you anything. We sent you two T&E guns. So, yeah. um, you know, and they and they said, and I believe them because, you know, I've talked to them, worked with them in the past. They, they're not trying to influence me whatsoever. And the video reveals all. So, yeah, um, it, it's, it's I mean, a very good video, but it's I think that's only right. I mean, you, you know, ultimately, this is why I keep trying to tell people if someone takes money to lie to you, you're going to you know, this is not a we don't do this in a vacuum where we just put out the YouTube videos and we don't ever see folks out there. If, if someone's going to go like trade in guns or sell guns or take money that they worked a couple of months for to buy something and you lie to them, you're going to see those people at some point. Yeah. 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 You. So, you know, um, yep. but why is there so much hate, in your opinion, about the Reformation? It, I think it's the whole fact that the gun keyholes. Right. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, we as gun people have always frowned upon keyholing for good right. reason. And, and what is keyholing for folks out there that don't? So, so keyholing means the bullet destabilizes and tumbles end over end in flight. And typically when that happens, it's less accurate than a musket. So if you have a target at 50 or 75 yards, you're not getting a group and you may occasionally hit a man-sized target at 50, 75 yards with a rifle that's keyholing. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a Century Arms Tantal that I bought back in the day. And it was a keyhole monster. And at 50 yards, if I fired 30 rounds at the target, maybe 10 of them actually hit the target, man-sized okay. target. So, so, and what so, would happen to would so uh, uh, around keyholing? Is that still effective? Would that still um, oh, take someone you? down? If or it does it, yeah, or is it just like a little punch or something? <laughs> no, it ain't a little punch. It, yeah. de it depends on the range. <laughs> okay. Okay. If, if 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 it was relatively close and it keyholes and it hits you, you're. Oh, you better. If you're standing at 15 yards because that's where I put the ballistics gel. Um, it, it's it's going to leave a mark. So I, I mean, I'll tell you right now, at, at 15 yards, the 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 bullet clearly keyholds. So on the face of the ballistics gel, you can see the bullet hit perfectly straight up and down, mm -hmm. and it 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 traversed the entire block of gel. So at 15 yards, it is it is extremely lethal. 
Okay. I'll fuck yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, so, okay. And, and the worst kind of wound too. I mean, not you know, all wounds are yeah. bad, but that kind of stuff is bad. Yeah. I'm trying so to see if I got is, a picture here I can share with you guys. Okay. So what? And what is the big opposition from folks out there? Then I know you said that it sounds kind of counterintuitive. So to, here's to, here's here's an example of a group. Uh, there we go. Yeah. So that's, I saw that, one that, that you could put your fist through that you posted. That was a 20 shot group. This is a this is a 10 shot group. Uh, from 50 yards, that orange circle in the middle is one inch in diameter. <laughs> so that gives you an idea. And you yeah. can clearly see the keyhole round, see where the yeah, bullet imprint flat. is sideways. Yeah, it looks like, yeah. But most of those 10 shots went through the same hole. So okay. um, that's what keyholing is. So people, people don't like it because um, typically speaking, when you impart spin on a bullet, so it's spinning and then it tumbles, apparently, I'm not a scientist, but this is the only thing I can come up with that causes the bullet to have even more erratic of a flight pattern because okay. the reformation does not spin the bullet. Just it has straight cut rifling and I can, I actually recovered a bullet. I can show you what straight cut rifling looks oh, like. Awesome. On a bullet. Yeah, I'd, like to, I'd like to see one of those. So here's, here's, here's what straight cut. Now, if you ask me, it looks like it might even have a little bit of a twist to it. Oh, okay. Um, are there some grooves in it? I know. You it, see the groove? Has, you can yeah. see the, yeah. there are grooves in it. But they're straight grooves. Right. But right. that to me looks like a little bit of a twist. Maybe not much, but mm. typically you're going to see uh, uh, that that strike. Yeah, maybe at, like at, on at a, maybe by one or two angle. degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's mm. that's that's a recovered reformation round. Okay. Right, and you were just shooting regular ammo, right? Because I don't think they've that, developed. That's an 55 ball. Yeah, they so haven't. They they said they're going to develop some ammo, but to my knowledge, they haven't put that. No, that out may there change yet. things. Yeah, so they're talking okay. about developing a flechette type of of round uh, that that looks like um, basically it has a a broad head on it that tapers back and then has stabilizing fins, mm -hmm. and and that would make it you know more of a perhaps a, a a more effective firearm in certain circumstances. Again, I don't want to give away the results of the video. Right. But um, but so typically speaking, keyholing rounds are unpredictable and 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 are are far less accurate than a musket. Obviously, based upon the group I just showed you, the Reformation, the bullets tumble in a straight line, and they tumble in a straight line to a hundred yards. Mm. Um, so it's like an axe kind of a deal going through. Yeah, it's the like air, throwing a knife, so. basically, okay. right? Mm -hmm. Um, so someone said like a football. Well, which but we, football, we we don't know anything about football, so. <laughs> but but even a football flies faster more true and more predictable if you put a proper spin on it mm -hmm. and you keep the football you know lengthwise flying towards the target imagine throwing a football end over end much like if you kick a football right yeah it's, it's gonna uh, arc it's gonna arc right. i'm assuming all right I, I just lost one of my my earbuds we can still hear you okay good yeah i think the battery probably died um anyway so, yeah, I mean, the, the accuracy is there, but there are other issues to take into account. And I address, you know, the fact uh, the, the question of how does this really compare to a pistol with a brace on it? Mm -hmm. Are there benefits to it? Because the Reformation has a real stock. You can put a vertical grip on it with a braced pistol. You can put a brace on it, but you can't put a vertical grip. Now, some people will say, well, right. if it's 26 inches in overall length, you can put a vertical grip on it. Well, the ATF has issued conflicting letters, and I'm not going to risk going to prison for 10 years to put a vertical pistol grip on a or right. a vertical grip on a pistol. I don't care how long. It and is. then they want to they want to back like go back on that. I don't think everyone realizes that, but that's one of the plans, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the NFA is one of those things you don't want to mess with. So if if there's if there's a gray area, I stay out of it if I can. 
mm-hmm. like the vertical grip on a pistol. I don't, I don't want to mess with, uh, with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then the thing is, I don't know what they sent you, what the price points are. I know some people don't like the, like this one does not have that binary trigger. So I think it's a, uh, the uh, retail on it is a thousand bucks. So the, and there's people saying, why would I spend a thousand bucks on that when I could build a pistol for California, hundred bucks, California, yeah. California. Right. So the, I think they range in price from what right around a thousand to about fourteen hundred bucks with the binary installed. So um, they sent me the one with the binary, and I, I show that binary being you know functioning and stuff. I think it's the latest version of their binary trigger. Uh, okay. I talked a little bit cool. about that. Um, but in the video, you will have a ballistics gel test and we have it on slow motion camera. And then we, we do have a hundred yard accuracy test and we, we do a little bit of penetration testing and stuff like that. So there's a lot of good information in there. Um, yeah. and it's, it's, it's in your face and yeah. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to seeing that, man. That's, you know, I, I like the way that you do your videos and, you know, everyone has their own way that they do stuff. I try to do things in, in my particular <laughs> you know my particular way but i You're enjoy more creative watching than i am <laughs> really he thinks so? very creative i'm not oh yeah, yeah. well i don't I think i have ju- I, I don't edit well oh well i don't have your depth of knowledge and understanding and i also don't have all the cool badass guns that you have unless walter comes to visit <laughs> then i get then i get access to stuff so you know i think i'm i'm actually looking forward to seeing that video so Okay. And I'm not just saying that because you came on. I, I would, you know, I've been waiting for it. I'm like, where the hell's the video? Max putting up pictures, <laughs> you know, stop teasing I, I, us I, and put the video out. Well, as soon as we get off the off here, I'll, I'll jump over. I can do it right here for my, if you want, I can put it up right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think people would love to see it. Um, I'm well, sure. It's only know. going to Patreon. It's only. Going oh to yeah. There you go. Yeah. You got to support Mac on, on Patreon. So. You know, um, I know that's the, that's the thing that you're doing now. Um, do you want to explain to folks out there if they don't know if they've been living in a vacuum how you're doing things nowadays? Yeah, so when when YouTube basically just turned us all off a couple of weeks ago, we all remember that like they shut off all of our monetization. I um, yeah, I think your your other thing went, but we can hear you. I think your other air, yeah, air your air other air thing, yeah. So we can still hear you though. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, anyway, so. When um, let me put them back on their charger here. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Um, Modern technology, on. man. Batteries. Imagine <laughs> this happening to your car. This is why I don't want an electric car. <laughs> I wish these lasted longer than that, man. That we haven't been on that long. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Patreon is so when, when they shut us off, um, we had zero monetization at that point. I had just made the cut over for the most part. To being a full-time YouTuber, and they basically our our earnings went to literal zero, and stayed that way for quite some time, and then slowly eked back up, but still, you know, down seventy plus percent in earnings from what we were, you know, five years ago. So I went to Patreon, and when I went to Patreon, I said, "Look, if you guys support me at Patreon, I will not take any industry money. I will not, you know, take paychecks to do videos and stuff like that. If you support us in our effort, then." We will stay completely free of industry influence and we'll tell you everything as straight as we possibly can, full transparency and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So that is how uh, we've, we've used Patreon and we've been doing it now for two years. And so we, I, you know, completely severed ties with the industry. It's another reason why I don't go to SHOT Show. Um, it's, it's because I'm trying to stay free of industry influence. I just want to be able to say what I want to say when I want to say it. I don't want to have to worry about 
if I say something negative about, you know, the new Glock 43X, that Glock won't send me, you know, the next new thing uh, early so I can, you know, get a jump on the competition and put the first video out. I don't want to worry about that stuff, mm -hmm. right? I just mm -hmm. want to go out pick the gun up through distribution as an FFL or buy it from a local gun shop used or whatever and make a video and say whatever I want to say. And our Patreons make that possible. So that's, that's kind of the, we're trying that model. And so far it's been, um, it's met with, you know, good success and, and people seem to like it. So yeah, that's what okay. we're running with. Cool. Cool. And, uh, and, uh, you know, but uh, my, I also want to say, but by, by me saying that, I think I've kind of upset some of my peers. Okay. <laughs> They're like they're, they think I'm an a hole or something, and and it, it, that part of it sucks. Yeah, but. I think maybe there's some people out there that feel like because you're saying that you're not doing it, that that means that they're bad if they are doing it. I I could tell you that I have right. relationships with uh, people in the firearms industry and all that. The thing with me is I I try my best to expose everything, like say to people, Walter's on right now. We have a financial relationship. He helps me keep all of this going. I try to expose that to people every opportunity. Maybe people yeah. out there feel like you're saying because you're doing this, everyone else has to do what you're doing or they're bad guys. Is that what no. you think? No, I think that's what they think. But, you know, I don't I don't care how other people do. I, I never call out my peers in the industry. I don't point fingers and say, oh, I know so and so is on the take or whatever. I always said people need to be able to make a living. And if you take people like um, uh, like Curtis or VSO Gun Channel. In his videos, he would always put in every description all the companies that support his channel. Mm -hmm. You know, how can you get mad about that? Yeah. Right. He's he's yeah. he's telling you everything. Yeah. I um, think people, I think the audience needs to be adults about it. About it. <laughs> I, I think even Grantham said that that, um, you know, he works within the industry and, and you know, uh, gets free firearms and whatever and stuff like that. And, and who doesn't trust Grantham? He puts out great videos. I mean, look what out about the MDR. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they, 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 Desert Tech sent him the rifle and look what he said. It pretty mm -hmm. much killed the product. But, you know, so yes, it doesn't matter if, if you have a sponsor or if, or if people send you free stuff or whatever. Uh, Ian at the Firearms TFB TV. Yeah. Uh, Ian, uh, he just put okay. a video out about it. Uh, he titled it Free Stuff or something. I actually uh, linked to it, I think, on my Patreon page. And I yeah. said, you know, this, this he actually makes a really good point. You know, mm -hmm. and his argument was, is yeah, you see this coat I'm wearing? It was free. This hat I'm wearing, it was free. The glasses I'm wearing, it was free. This lever action rifle from Henry, it was free. He said, you know, but I've worked my butt off for five years to build the trust of my audience. Do you think a free lever action rifle is going to make lie and tell you a piece of junk is good so that you're going to hate my guts and never trust another word I say? No. Right? I mean, and nothing is free. I, People I, don't I, understand I don't that as well. Mad at me. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if people so understand I, that nothing is actually free. Right. There's, there, no, you know, let's, let, let's say, let's say that, that, you know, uh, somebody gave me a free gun and they gave me a thousand bucks to cover my production costs to pay a cameraman to be there. You know, there's actual work being done. The mm -hmm. question becomes in, in the consumer's mind, well, is that tainting your opinion? And that's only a question that the viewer can answer for themselves. And that's based upon your relationship with that viewer. Right. Yeah. If, if you're brutal, honest, you point out the positives, you point out the negatives. Does yeah. it really matter? That's what matters. Yeah. But now in the but, interest, so, in, but go ahead. Me, I'm just trying a different experiment. I'm just trying right. a Patreon thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I've divested myself of, you know, any relationships that I might have with big manufacturers and stuff like that. And I'm just going it on my own. I'm picking guns up 
through distribution just like a regular gun buyer would. And I'm talking about my experiences with those T&E guns. I took in the Franklin Armory guns as T&E. But, you know, I tell my viewers these are T&E guns, and I'm still going to tell you the good and the bad. You'll see that in the video. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I think it's that's important. It boils down to you, you have a, a trusting relationship with your audience. And, mm -hmm. and that's the most important thing. Yeah. Be I think that's. With them, I think that trust is good. And I, I hope my peers don't get mad at me because I've taken the Patreon route. Right. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, in, in full disclosure, Lola came in to give me some notes to tell you guys that we're also on Patreon. So, you know, um, yeah. if you guys, if you guys want to. I do. <laughs> yeah, if you guys want to support us on Patreon, you can. Uh, I think it's really important to be honest with your with your audience out there and be straightforward. It's also important for the audience to look into things, you know, because we say this stuff. When I put up a video, um, I rotate through it, but I always say that you know this video is 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 brought to you by so and so. There's people that help us to be able to do this. It costs money to do this stuff. And uh, to be honest with you, and, and we still put a lot of money of our own money into what we're doing. But I think that after we I've been doing it for about six years, there's a lot of times when Lola feels like, yeah, you know, maybe I would like to go on a vacation, <laughs> you know, that's an actual <laughs> vacation and do the do different things. So um, if people feel like supporting us, they can go to Patreon. And I think folks out there just need to um, do some of the legwork to figure out who's who's doing what here and then give some kind of leeway to folks to realize that we can't do all of this for nothing one of my favorite shows on tv is the grand tour um amazon i think gave those guys something like 600 million dollars to do three seasons right i'm not mad about that that's my money i pay amazon and i'm happy they gave that money to these car guys to make car videos and i don't sit there going these bastards i hate them they got 600. It costs a lot of money for them to do what they're doing. It's entertainment. The, uh, the, yeah. I sure hope they're getting paid because they're selling a lot of advertising. So if you do yeah. it and you don't get paid right, you're stupid. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Go, yeah. Go ahead, Mac. But I mean, it, it is work. And, and it's, it's disheartening when you say, oh, go get a real job. Why would I want to pay to watch your videos? It, it's like the, the content that we produce in the firearms community is content you can't get anywhere else. You're not going to get it on primetime television. You're not going to get it on cable. Yeah. Nancy, Pelo Nancy Pelosi is not going to give it to you for free. <laughs> you know, no. and, and it is a, when people say get a real job, I, I, I love it when we, we take patrons out that, that come by, um, you know, we've given away trips and things like that. And we have patrons come out and, and they go with on a video shoot. And at the end of the day, every single time they go, Oh my God, I can't believe how much you guys work in a day. It's like, yeah, we haven't even gotten to the editing part yet. That's what my <laughs> evening is going to be. Yeah. They're like, yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Job, I work <laughs> less at my real job than I work doing my YouTube stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. There's a lot of work that goes into what we do. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think that there are people, by the way, that do appreciate that. So I, I hear from those folks all the time. I think you hear from them as well. Before you go, because we're over the nine o'clock hour and I know you you probably need to go there. Um, so people would say to me, I have to ask you about full 30. So can you tell us anything? You are the godfather of full 30. What's going on? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually um, I, I, I so full 30 took on uh, took on investors and I got diluted quite a bit and I'm still a partner in full 30 and full 30 is still the, the largest alternative platform out there for, for the firearms community. 
Um, but it's not like I'm in charge of full 30. I'm not really the godfather of it. I became the front man for, for it because uh, of, of the three partners, original partners, I was the one that, you know, had the yeah. YouTube channel. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it up. I think there's over, there's over 500 content creators or onboarding content creators. Um, you know, we actually have one or two staff people now that are, you know, reviewing it. So basically what happens is, is you apply to, to be onboarded. And then somebody just quickly reviews your YouTube channel just to make sure you're not somebody that's out there to make trouble because you know there's going to be anti-gunners out there. They're going to try to get an account, upload a beheading video, and then send a link to NBC and say, look what they're doing at full 30. And then, boom, we're all you know in court or shut down. Uh, okay. So we have to be very careful. But but the platform's opening up. Um, there's over 500, I believe, content creators and more every day. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's an alternative home, but it's just kind of tough to get people to leave YouTube and go to a truly pro Second Amendment, um, you know, video hosting platform. So okay. More so, so full thirty is still to. out there. It's still growing. Still doing things. I know. I've oh, heard yeah. of people. Come, okay. Yeah, I, I know that. Oh, I, yeah. I've seen that you guys have been adding other content creators to the platform. Yep, we 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 are bringing them on as fast as we can. The only thing is, is they're being screened to make sure that we're not getting infiltrated by a bunch of anti-gunners, which are constantly messing with this, as we all know. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, uh, Walter, I don't know if there's any other questions. We're kind of like over the nine o'clock hour. We should probably let Matt go. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was that the, the full 30 expansion or is all about when they said, go ahead and register on full 30. Is that what that's? Uh, yeah. And, so when and, we started the registration thing, then that, that's all playing out now. So like okay. I said, we have over 500 creators. What, you know, originally we had maybe 20 or something. I mean, Hank, right. you're one of the early creators. Yeah. On. Um, you know, there's 20, 30 people now. It's hundreds of people, and, and okay. we're adding as fast. I didn't realize they were actually doing yeah. that now. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. I think uh, I think Walter signed up, I but did. I don't I know did. if you guys are doing things with manufacturers yet. If you've gotten down to other oh, uh, manufacturers, manufacturers can have their own page, and and we have discussion forums that are up and running now and stuff like that. And manufacturers are more yeah more than welcome. Um, Hank, make sure that uh, that he has my email address. Uh, or just shoot me an email um, and, okay. and do a, a quick introduction because I don't know that I, I, I have his email address. Okay. And I'll make sure that we'll get you guys onboarded over there. Okay, okay cool. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. All right, listen. So I'm going to probably, I'm going to cut it. You know, Mac has to go and turn this video on. Okay. So, you know, yeah, we so want to do that and we're over the nine o'clock hour. I'm going to let, uh, Walter, is there anything you want the folks to know out there, how they can follow you? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, for you guys that have been waiting for the MP5K stock. They were back in stock mm. again, so uh, don't don't Woo! wait. Um, they yeah. are going both uh, regular and tail hook, yeah. and the straight up MP5 stock is metal's being cut right now. So, if you okay. guys w waiting for that, it's coming on. So yeah, Mac, have you seen these uh, KES stocks that that Walter is making? I, have, I don't have video stream from him. I just have his logo. I can't oh see what it, wow. I, Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, your uh, internet's probably getting cut down. <laughs> uh, I'll definitely exchange emails with you guys because okay. right. I I know that you know Mac may be interested in uh, testing out some of these things. Sure, so. I, I, I love HK's. You know, ninety fours and ninety threes, ninety ones, all the good stuff. All yeah, right. uh, and and how can people get in touch with you, Mac, real quick before you get out? Um, you just go to militaryarmschannel.com. They'll take you to the YouTube channel, um, and from there you can find out everything else. Our you know t-shirt store patreon all that stuff is in every video description all right uh, awesome yeah awesome thanks a lot okay guys i'm going to cut it off if you're not subscribed to this channel please subscribe to the lifestyles of the locked and loaded and then ring the bell 
you know, so you get notified, all that stuff. Make sure you follow Mac on all his social media and the same thing with Walter yeah. on all his social media out there. We'll see you guys uh, Monday. <laughs> We're out of here. Peace. Ah! Later, guys.